Ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else out there in cyberspace, this is Verbal Trainwreck, 5th edition. My name is Ben Lowe. With me, as always, is Ryan Mother-Effing Malat. Edition? You call this an edition? It is an edition. It is... It's an episode. Episode, yes. It is Thursday, March 29, 8.19pm. We had our first guest, Brian Beach. He's our first repeating guest. He's with us tonight. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> You're applause. very welcome. The applause sign goes off. All right, get out of here. Get ready for two and a half hours of pure science and talk about <laughs> geology. <laughs> no. Brian Beach, Please. the science guy. Uh, uh, yeah, no. Experiments. <laughs> the first episode featured Beach, and uh, it was the first time ever doing anything. So we, I had all these points I wanted to make. I haven't seen Beach in a long time, so we were just kind of jumping all around. Uh, we had a microphone problem, but uh, now it's we kind of got the kinks worked out a little bit. We still don't know what the hell we're doing, but uh, we're a little bit better than what we started with. Did you say we do know what we're doing or we don't know what we're doing? said we still don't know yeah, what we're doing. Yeah, okay, I agree. <laughs> but we're, we're better than we started. Hey, you That's, guys are doing pretty good to me. I how think. you doing, Beach? <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> good, man. What's new with you? Oh, it's been a great drive over. Long yeah. day being a geologist. Long day, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had to chase somebody away from with a shovel. That was fun. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> that would be awesome if it was. A raccoon. Oh, yeah. You ever have any like uh, disgruntled customers? Because you're, you know, you gotta, yeah. you have to tell them that they're contaminating stuff. No, well, the clients aren't the ones that are disgruntled. Really, it's um, a lot of the times we'll install wells in people's uh, property on their property. Yeah, and a lot of you know, usually we get their permission to do that, but some of them are in like their right of way. So it's not really their property, but it's the city's property, but they think it's their property. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. And so, uh, so you'll get a lot of those uh, disgruntled residents who come out thinking, what are you doing on my property? And and uh, <laughs> it's it's funny because... They just don't re- they don't realize it's not their property? Is that what you mean? Exactly, yeah. Okay. They, yeah, they don't... First of all, they don't realize it's not their property, but they also don't realize that I'm actually there to, like, test their water and make sure that they're going to survive. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to give me crap, then I'm not... I won't have to sample it. All right. Are they old I'll people? talk to you later, man. Drink arsenic. That's fine. <laughs> but isn't it, doesn't the government own from the road like five feet into the yard of every house it's or 30 something? 30 feet usually. 30 yeah, feet? From really? the center line. It's 30 feet. Out. Oh. So it could so. end up being, depending on how big your road is, it yeah. could be five feet. Like, you know you know how you have a sidewalk in a residential area? Yeah. There's like a little partial grass that's yep. before, before the road. It. That's city property. Right. But, but we are... Why do I mow it then? But the residents have to mow it because it's some kind of th- law. Like you, have, you have to maintain it. And you have to it, keep the, the ice off the sidewalk too in the winter. You're responsible for that. Hudsonville, they have a plow, man. That's where my tax money goes. They have a little, little sidewalk plow that comes in. Really? Yeah. And oh, you have yeah. one of those oddball subdivisions. It's like just one road. Yeah. It's a one short road. Yeah, and they come and plow it every, every time. It's awesome. <laughs> That's where my money's going. But. So there's a lot, of, a lot of things in the world happened since... Uh, We've had you here last time. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, before we get into anything too deep, the the Mega Millions is at $540 million mm-hmm. right now. And, oh, you got some. Oh, on the way here, you bought those? I have 10 numbers in my hand, boys. No way. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't even know you did that, honestly. I, I, I don't. I don't. I but don't. it's just such a ridiculous amount. It's I like, went, why not? I no, went. I mean, I didn't know you did that today. I oh. went and picked up beer, and I walked by, and there was a light that shine i'm like 540 what million you could win that yeah I, isn't that the highest it's ever been yeah it's, a, it's yeah. a record did you realize it was the highest it's ever been when you bought no. the ticket you just thought oh wow it's a lot of money it's a lot of money. really so actually that's a weird coincidence then because we'll see it's not only a lot of money that is the highest the lotto's ever or the mega millions has ever been yeah. ever i went to try actually last night try about like 10 bucks worth of tickets but you have to pay cash 
Oh, you I do? didn't have any cash on me. You you didn't never. buy pay it with I bought, cash? Yeah, I paid with cash, but I didn't know I had yeah, to. Yeah, it has to be cash for some reason. I don't know why. They so, don't trust you. It's the mob, man. All you debt, know, all you debt fiends. Yeah, <laughs> Debit card. Yeah, I mean nothing. Right. I mean true. it's only it's, cash. It doesn't make sense. What me. is the deal with a lottery? Like, really, is there a computer that generates just a random number, or is it just some guy who's like, Asians. "Let's make this a little bigger this month." Clicks <laughs> <laughs> a button knows, that says, man. "Nobody wins." You know, <laughs> I have. I'd be. A, I bet you there's got to be a documentary on it. There's got to. Yeah, that's hilarious. But you know what? You think about it. It's going to education, right? Yeah, that's what that, that's their selling point. Their I don't know what, what percentage <laughs> of it is, but yeah, yeah you know, I. <laughs> When you hit those easy picks, because I'm not going to, I don't know, 10 numbers plus a Powerball number. I can't pick that real quick, you know, so I always do the easy picks. I I never do them either unless they get astronomically high like they are now, but who's to say those easy picks aren't just like for sure losers, you yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Yeah, exactly. Keep it going. I've only done Kino is the only thing I've ever tried, like oh, three yeah. times. And it was fun because you're at the bar doing whatever. It is fun to do at the bar. But I've never bought like a lotto ticket or anything. You never, I got them for Christmas gifts, like in a stocking or something like that I got, something like that, but... Yeah. I don't know. It's not like my thing, you know? I was on a forum and this guy, like the thread goes, uh, I pay, played a terrible joke on my wife and she won't talk to, anymore, to me anymore. Please help. So I clicked the thread and said it was, he was at his wife's birthday party and he got one of those fake lotto tickets, you know? Fake winners. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So he puts it in for her, her thing. She, she scratches it off and wins like 50 grand. Oh, that's and everyone, like the whole family starts going crazy, screaming, you know, and he was like trying to say, stop, stop. But they couldn't hear him. So, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. They could not hear him trying to explain himself. So they were just like going crazy for a while. And then finally he said it and he goes, yeah. And, you know, no one was laughing. No one was smiling. Now she won't talk to me. It's been like three days. What do I do? Oh, I mean, my gosh. That's the dumbest idea ever yeah, to do that to someone. Well, do you hear on um, another form, offtopic.com, what I post on quite a bit. There's been a couple guys that have been trying to get OT group buys on Mega Millions lotto tickets. <laughs> and everybody thinks, or, uh, all skeptical people will be like, well, you're just going to take the money and run with it. Or if we win, you're just going to take the money and run with it. So there's all, it's all it is a debate about whether the guy starting it's actually going to go through with it. And he did. People actually bought in, I don't, it was like 10 bucks. PayPal him 10 bucks. He went and bought a ton of tickets. Like, I want to say maybe 500 bucks worth or whatever. Wow. And he took a picture of every number on every ticket, laid it on the table. You know, it's legitimate. And he's supposed to be if they want if one of them wins, then they split the the jackpot between everybody that put money in. Oh. You know, just like they would do at a workplace. Oh, nice. And then I some other you. guy goes, Well, that it actually went over a good success. A lot of people wanted to do it. But granted, he could just take the money and be like, peace. But I guarantee, I mean, people, a lot of people that post on that site, a lot of people have been posting for a year. Like I've been on there for eight years. And he, I think, had been there maybe even longer. So he's established enough where if you really wanted to find out who he was, people could. People on the site could find out who he was, even if he was a new guy or something. Mm-hmm. They got like, I, I don't know if you would want to call them hackers, but there's, Anonymous a whole, style. there's a lot of smart people on there that can do whatever. But this other guy goes, well, I'm going to do my own Mega Millions group buy, and but you got to put in $100. And, and I think that one might have been a joke, but I, it's, I didn't read the whole thing. But I'm like, man, people are doing this. They think they're... They, their chances are better. Well, if their chances rise, but they're not going to get as big a money because they got to split it up. So I mean, right. it all—it's all. It's, all, it's more. Of, I think it's yeah. I think it's more of a, just a fun thing, and yeah, just something to keep track of, something to do, another w- way to waste five minutes of your life, I guess. Yeah. One of the stipulations when you win, you have to like publicly say your name. You too, do, which is unfortunate. Yeah, really. You ever, oh. see, you ever see those shows? It's like the curse of the the lottery winners. Yeah. yeah, a lot of them just go ape shit, spend everything, and they're broke within a year. <laughs> 
And I've that's I, like eighty percent of the people that win the lotto. Yeah, or they to. die. But I mean, so say I have to publicly say I won five hundred and forty million dollars. You know, when people are going to be trying to rip me off and come in and rob mm-hmm. me and everything. Yeah, absolutely. That's almost like a curse in itself. They say I, I read oh, in the max illegitimate children coming. Yes, it's <laughs> like five of them I think so far. <laughs> but. I remember reading in Maxim, they're saying, all right, the best thing to do if you if you win a large sum of money or, or you know, a family member dies and you, you're in a will and you get you just acquire some way or another a large sum of money is for the first month, don't spend one dime of it. Yeah, let it sink sure. in. Let the shock go away. Great advice. Don't buy like five Ferraris and a mansion because if you have a $20 million house, say you have $100 million and you, you buy a $20 million mansion and you pay it off, you're still paying, you know, taxes and you know, upkeep and maintenance and electric and utilities and all that. So it's, that adds up quick, even though you have the house paid off, there's still a lot of other costs. And what you should do in that month is budget out what you're going to do. I mean, some people are like, no, I'm going to quit my job tomorrow, which, you know, if you make enough money, that's a legitimate, I mean, you could quit your job, but but budget your money so you don't go blow it out on whatever. If you have $540 million and you lose it all, you're so dumb. You never deserved it in the first place. Mm -hmm. Put a hundred million to the side. Hey, the government yes. likes it because all you did was pump it right back yeah, in the system. Yeah, they love that. But you know, they, you can get a lump sum or payout. Yep. So what yeah. do you think the lump sum is? A minus tax out of the five hundred and forty million. What do you get? Two hundred, maybe. You get less 40%. than that. Forty percent of it. Yeah. Hmm. So over half of it goes to taxes and fees and all that crap. That'd be two seventy. Would be fifty million or fifty percent. Now I heard that you would get that, and then once the chunk you get, that's also taxed again by your local. Like is Mega Millions like a nationwide thing? I think it's multi-state. I don't know if it's all states. Because you, no you get taxes taken out then, which is that sixty percent or whatever, and then you get your your state tax and then your city tax off of your Probably, chunk you have yeah. left. That's Every, what, everybody that's wants what I was a hand reading. in the pocket. Yeah, yeah. everybody does. <laughs> so you end up with a lot less money. Yep. And then on a local radio station, they were talking about that this morning. Did you hear? Did you listen to that? No, I did. I, 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 yeah, I heard no, that. I haven't listened to that. And they while. were saying, you know, like, so would you take the lump sum or the, you know, cash? every year or whatever and someone said you know well the depreciation of money over time or the not the depreciation over time the um inflation inflation Inflation, over time would make the money you're getting worth less you know 20 years from now if you're getting it than if you got the lump sum now and i and i think that's no i think i think the inflation would make it go up wouldn't it now you're right because things would be more expensive in 20 years than they would be today so the money you have so it'd be better to have the money now than Whatever. I mean, it, get, I mean, I can't explain it, but yeah, I know what it means. You're not holding it in a bank. It's just they're just giving you this amount. It's not you're not earning interest on it at all. So yeah. So would you, you had it anywhere else, you could be earning interest on it. I got so you. over twenty years, all this millions of dollars earning zero percent interest is not as not worth as much as so you could get the lump sum invest <clears throat> it and then start making interest yeah. the next day. Yep. You know, ton over twenty years you would have made doubled your money probably over 20 years absolutely and that's just why, interest you know if you take a loan out too, like a 20-year loan like a a big loan that works in the opposite way where inflation goes up which makes you know you still owe say you take a half million dollar loan out mm-hmm. in 10 years you're still going to owe the same amount even though inflation goes up you know what i mean so you'd yep. be mm-hmm. making more money for income than you, your debt stays the same mm-hmm. right so it kind of works the opposite way it's kind of exactly that is weird i think the best part about playing the lottery is just the fantasizing about what you're yeah doing. yeah so exactly. what would you do what would you do so uh, say say you take the lump sum and you're left with a hundred million dollars what would you do with a hundred million dollars you know <clears throat> or what's I, the first thing you would do yeah yeah and and i i always ask this question in a different way because you know everybody says oh pay off my house buy my parents a house do all that kind of stuff yeah i'm sure we would all do that or 
say we would do that. But is it the first thing you do is going to go pay but, your mortgage on your house? Exactly. No. You know, I'm saying I'm at the place. They give me the big, you know, the big check. <laughs> Hookers and blow. <laughs> <laughs> and I go to the bank, right? And I say, all right, I need to cash this. <laughs> uh, 200 and some million. Uh, I think that's coming to me. All once. I'll take it in once, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so once you're going from the bank to home, let's say, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you stopping anywhere? So let's let's restrict ourselves to we're in Hudsonville, okay? Yeah. If you're, if you're going to the bank in Hudsonville and, you, and you're going home in between, where are you stopping? Mm, DJ's Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought about that, and I, I thought I'd probably stop at, you know, that – that Todd Wenzel Chevy dealership and buy myself a brand exactly new what car. I thought. I go even if it's not a car I really wanted, I just go buy a brand new but one and yeah. leave my car there. I and I've always wanted a, a brand new truck, so that's that's the first thing that I would buy. probably I could not stop myself from just going out and splurging on a brand new truck. Yeah. But you probably there's probably a truck you have in mind that you would love to get that they might not have, so you just get whatever trucks like eh, whatever. I'll just get it. Yeah, truck. you're right. I would probably hold out. I'd probably go to Holland and get it. You know. To the Dodge dealership. I'd go to California where they got cars I don't got here in Michigan. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but but I, I thought of the best way that I would tell my wife hmm. is if you could hide it, like just for that day. Yeah. You know, I would um, I would get a brand new suit or something. You know, look, you know, dressed to the nines, brand new clothes, and I'd get like the penthouse suite at the Amway or the uh, the Marriott, JW Marriott, <laughs> just and whisker uh, away for a night. I'd send a car for her. You know, like a big, li- li- fancy limousine. How do you know she would get in it? With, you know, a note in a new dress that said, you know, put this on. It's, this is Brian. We have something <laughs> to celebrate tonight. Um, just do whatever the driver s- says you need to do. And basically just come. She's, it's gonna, the driver's going to take her to the hotel. And then, Are you sure that's all he's going to do? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so. No, and, and then uh, <laughs> it would be so much fun just to live it up downtown and not have to worry about anything. Just but <laughs> Let's go to this restaurant. We never went here before. Let's. Oh, I want to get top shelf, whatever it is, you know, and just bottles of champagne, and and you, you would really get to feel, get get the opportunity to feel like what it's or feel what it's like to be like a Van Andel or a DeVos or something. If you wanted to be a real baller, you do the exact same thing. Get her to the penthouse suite of the best hotel in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And then take the TV, throw it out the window, <laughs> light the bed on fire. That would be awesome. <laughs> say, I'm buying this hotel. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. That's what I do, I'm going to put that on the list. <laughs> I never played like a rock star. I'm not even drunk. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> oh, man. Could you? What would you, what would you do? What would you do, Ben? Oh, man. I, uh, you know, the cliche bull crap. You know, I'd. I don't know. I'd, I'd I'd spread the wealth pretty hard. I mean, you guys would be millionaires overnight in one day. You know, Absolutely. a lot of my friends would be. How would you do it? Uh, well, I want to know what, what's mean, the like, first thing I, you do. Yeah, like yeah. he just said, what the first thing I'd you probably, do after you got? You I'd know. do what I said. You know, for a month, I'd just let it sink in. You know, okay. and just so you realize wouldn't, you wouldn't that, spend uh, any. So would, you would go from the bank. You wouldn't home. spend hundred bucks. I'm saying that. Yeah, I'm saying that now. But I think so. Yeah, I I hope I would. I mean, if you know, say sitting here drinking this beer talking to you guys. I would I would do that, but you know when I if I had a hundred million dollars, <laughs> who knows? But yeah, I'd eventually buy nice stuff, and I would love to take that Virgin flight to uh, yeah to space. You I know, would do that. that sure. We were talking to Bill about you the have last to sign up for that. Yeah, I would start my own yeah. company and build my own rocket ship. Yeah, a hundred million is not that much <laughs> for that though. You know, true. But no, a real quick correction. We were talking about the Virgin thing with Bill. That was only two hundred thousand dollars. What it cost to? Oh, really? To go on that flight? It wasn't yeah. like a million or nothing. No, I thought it'd be a couple. I thought it'd be millions, but yeah, I thought so. Two hundred grand is what it cost. So, 
So yeah, you would sign up for that. Let's I bet. Uh, put our money together for fifty years. Yeah, draw straws, and then we can do it. <laughs> One guy gets to go. What I think I would do after I, you know, I would do the whole. I don't know if I'd wait a month. I would try to wait as long as possible without doing anything drastic. But the first thing I would do is, if I was in, if I was in Hudsonville, which I'm not in Hudsonville, right, we're yeah. not in Hudsonville now, but I would go to AJ's party store and buy the most expensive bottle of whiskey and bring it over to my father-in-law and it's give like it to him. 50 bucks probably there. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know how much. The, the most, gas money too. The most expensive Jack Daniels. bottle of whiskey had and I'd go bring it over to my father-in-law and give it to him. No, I think that's, that's, awesome, that's the man. first thing I would do. It's pretty noble. That's awesome. Yeah. He's made a pretty big impact on you. Mm, for sure. But I think that, oh man, yeah, I love fantasizing about that. It's great. <laughs> That's a, I mean, that's a lot of money. I mean, you. that's a totally different. But, oh, yeah. I was going to say, how, how would you tell your friends? Like, I, I, would, I, would, I would do the same thing that you're saying, is that all my friends would probably become millionaires overnight. But how would you tell them? I'd probably book, like, an awesome cruise or trip somewhere exotic, you know, and the, ahead of time, you know, and then have everyone over for a bonfire or something and then just say, just spring it on you guys. Hey, I won all this money. Pack your stuff. We're leaving in a week, you know. That's that. That's how I would do it. Smalling, me and Smalligan had this conversation. Uh, by the way, Kyle Smalligan, this Saturday, March thirty one, he's going to be doing a podcast as well. Afternoon um, cast, yeah, noon cast actually. Noon cast, high noon, as Bill Johnson would say. Nice, but uh, yeah, that's that's what I, me and Smalligan talked about it quite a bit, and he he's got it all down to the T. I mean, he dreams and writes it down. He must he write does. it down. He's a plan all set up. <laughs> He, his he thing is that man. He tries to live that every day. He goes, I would buy everyone a vehicle based on their personality. Yeah. <laughs> Beach would get this hot rod with the flames coming off the hood. Or... It's, it's a. He told me before. I, I got it out of him. He said it was like a one of these um, souped up trucks that it's like an old 1940s Ford F100 or something like that, yeah. all souped up and you know mint condition. He and it, oh man, I'd love to have that. That'd be amazing. Yeah, he'd get Ben a John Deere. Riding lawnmower. <laughs> we already got one of those, man. I want something different. A red one. That's case. We don't like those. A red John Deere is what he'd get you. They don't have red John Deere. He would make. He's custom. got the money to get a red John Deere. That's blasphemy for John Deere. Is, yeah. Yeah. They're green and yellow. Yeah. John Deere green, man. There's a country song about that. Yeah. You like you don't that like is. country music at all, do you? You know I don't. But th- the good news about that is Jimmy Rouse. Uh, who will be on the podcast probably in a couple weeks or so. Mm-hmm. He he got me turned the same time as I heard another band. He he knows I don't I don't like country, but I heard this band called Honey Honey. Yeah, you, did you hear them? Yeah, and I, I kind of dug it. It's like an indie folky type thing. It's not necessarily country, but I was like, you know, what? I that's pretty like country, that. dude. It's it's pretty country, but it's not like when I think of country, I think of radio station country. I don't think of, I know there's a lot of Rassel country. Flats and that yeah. Stuff. And I know there's a lot of country that you, you like a lot of maybe the older country. That's Waylon like, Jennings, man. That's, that's probably the real country that I'm not familiar with. If you, hey, anyone listening out there, do yourself a favor right now and go to youtube.com, type in Waylon Jennings, Lukenbach, Texas, and just enjoy it. Cause that is a damn good song. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to cut you off. No, man. it's fine. And uh, so I've been. He introduced me to a couple other like folk indie type bands, but it, it sounds a little country. Like I think it was Amos Lee was one of them. And I, uh, he's not really country. He's more folk. Okay, well, I, he started me off with that, and he he had me download a couple albums, and one of them was, I guess I could look it up. Nah, I'm too lazy. But it was, <laughs> and 
And I listened to it, and he goes, well, this is actually a country album. And I go, well, I, I don't really mind this at all, but it's not stuff you hear on the radio at all. And that's the crap I just hate. I just don't like this country crap. But the, this the indie cr- folk stuff <laughs> style more, I, I do kind of dig that now. I'm starting to dig it. Yeah. Beach, you a country fan? I am a country fan. Yeah. But I think I think Ryan – and you guys have, have said this before, I remember, but I think a lot of music on the radio has kind of turned more toward – um, uh, Look at this photograph. <laughs> Every time, my favorite band is Nickelback. I'm just Gosh, kidding, man, <laughs> just kidding. they're ruining lives, dude. <laughs> but I mean, I think a lot of music has turned into that nowadays. It's more of, you know, they're they're trying to make money, and you know, you can't blame them. You no. can't blame them. Obviously, no, see, see, anybody would do the same thing. But nowadays, it's just all they're doing is trying to make one song they can sell yeah. on iTunes. There's no Led Zeppelin or Pink Floyd, the whole album, like a concept album from front to back, where it's a whole, you know, they're not selling albums anymore. They're just selling single songs. Exactly. And, and yeah, and that's our society. That's the, that's what the downturn of our society, too, is the fact that uh, we have, all right, so, so fast paced. You know, everything is instant gratification. We want, yeah, instant gratification. And, and if it's, if it's too old, we want more. We want somebody to be right behind them with something new and something different, you know. And it's—I feel bad for entertainers now nowadays because they—they got to work a lot harder than they used to. But I like country music because um, I like music that tells a story. And I know you can argue exactly. That, no, no, man. That, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I know you can argue that. Uh, every music has, you know, every band has a story to tell. Um, let's listen to, you know, listening to their lyrics and everything. But I—I I have to disagree. A lot of the good Charlotte lyrics and Nickelback <laughs> lyrics. Why does no, good Charlotte always get brought because up? Because you're the biggest fan, bro. <laughs> no, okay, so seriously, though, country music has the best imagery out yeah. of any other genre. It is, a lot of the other songs, genres, do tell stories, but they are not like, uh, they're more interpretive. You know what I mean? Yep. Country music, it's like they tell you a story. It's, you interpret it the way they tell the story. There's only one way. Yeah. Whereas I, if you're listening to Tool or something, there's like uh, different layers of meaning and, you know. Symbology, I, music right? though i mean music has music has a secret place in this universe i really yeah. think it does you know and i think you, you know if you really get into string theory and all that stuff and m theory um you really get down to the whole we're all just a bunch we're not just a bunch of atoms we're not just a bunch of particles but we're all just a bunch of vibrations and what is music music is vibration yeah and what what i mean music can 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 tear every single type of emotion out of anybody you know regardless of race ethnicity that's the same thing um <laughs> but you know uh, uh, uh economic status you know religion can, doesn't matter religion yeah. yeah it tears emotion out of everybody and i think music is has got a secret place in this universe that that we really don't understand but it's all emotion it's the most powerful of all the arts music is for sure absolutely and you i mean i agree I mean, there's times where, you know, you sit and you hear the song and you listen to the words and, you know, you're moved, you know, some of us are moved to tears. And how could music, I mean, they're not even there. You know, you're listening to a CD, you're listening to a radio and you're moved to tears. Something that was recorded 20 years ago, potentially. How can it do that? I mean, there's so much power in music. It's it's, it's remarkable. It's fascinating, really. Yeah, you know, you can get a smell, you know, and it brings you back. But songs, man, you can name a couple of songs. I can think back exactly where I was, you know, either with a girl at, at the time or sometime in my life. You know, you can you can play a certain songs. I know exactly where I was during that time. You're yeah. right. You know, it just brings you back. It does something. It, it puts a time stamp on your life during yeah. that time you heard that song. Some songs you connect to, sometimes you don't. And definitely, you know, 
I give I give mad props to those artists that can come up with those songs that people can measure their lives by. Yeah. I mean that is that's the those are the, the bands wow. and musicians that have been around for a while and will be around for yeah. you know forever. Like Milan, I think you know to the exact second the first time you heard Good Charlotte or the first time you went to the concert. <laughs> when, when, when I can't the leads, say that I went to any Good Charlotte concert. When the lead singer signed your chest and you know right now, you? right at this moment in time, I was, don't think I could even name a song. Oh, that's bullshit, and you know it, buddy. I'm trying to think right now. I do have an honest question for you guys. What's that? While you're thinking of your Good Charlotte song. You dirty He's bitch. Fake, I want to know. about this Good Charlotte song. I want to know if, I mean, because some, for some people it, it might not be the case, but yes. are there songs that define you hmm. or a song that defines you? At certain points in my life. Defining moments. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. If I, if I like, had to pick one to overall encompass me, ooh, that might take a f- few minutes to... I'd have to think. I mean, I could, there's yeah. multiple ones. I'm guessing. I've, I'd have to put together an album of different songs, probably. Ooh, that is. You you're very eclectic with your music, so you've got a huge library Bo to choose from. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, that's like Skrillex track two. <laughs> All it is, is <laughs> 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 robot rape. <laughs> no. What about you? You got a song? I have two songs that define me. What are they? Yeah, motorcycle drive by. Okay. Throw blind. Have that you been be in a motorcycle drive by? What's that? Have you been a victim of a motorcycle drive by? No, no, just that. Song would be on the album that I would have to create. That song would be on would out just, of all I the Third Eye Blind that's songs. That's a damn good that song. That is a good song. Um, but, and then Guarantee by Eddie Vedder. Oh, that is a good song. I mean, listening, just listening to those lyrics, that really defines me. And uh, the, 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 it sounds my, cheesy. It sounds shallow. Like, oh, wow, sure. you're defined by a song. But Yeah. But, what, what's the line in there where he says um, something about husbands will come to their wives that they'll never know or something? You know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, every night, uh, uh, I know this. Circles will circles will grow and swallow people whole. Every night they go to they every <laughs> and everyone uh, or something like that. Every <laughs> night they say good night to wives they'll never know. Yeah, yeah. So that's basically saying like a I don't know if it's a businessman or someone that's like so in my interpretation anyway. It's someone that's so striving to success or so busy trying to succeed that they're not even. There for their significant other, their wife, you know, and that yep. that that song is an unbelievable song. It's called "Guarantee" by Eddie Vedder, and it's on the uh, "Into the Wild" soundtrack. Yeah, and that but that's my favorite movie of all time, and I'd say that movie impacted me more than any other movie really? ever. Yeah, it's a great movie. That is an unbelievable. You movie. So too. It's not. It's a definitely not a movie I would go out and see, and I probably didn't. I didn't even want to see it after years after it had been out, but I heard Ben talking about it, and I was like, well, you know, and then Netflix came out, and it was on Netflix. Go, oh, I'll just watch it some Saturday afternoon, and I loved it. It was awesome. See, I, I I loved it too, but I was in a like a it was like a moment it was like a, a moment in my life, you know, where it was really a big coincidence that I read the book first. Yeah, and and I just <clears throat> fell in love with the book, and and it really was it was a unique moment in my life. And uh, and then the movie came out, and I you know watched the movie and didn't do it justice. It didn't do it justice, but. It's, it's it was amazing it was an amazing movie an amazing soundtrack yeah. and uh it was just a really a really um complete put together piece of art yeah with the movie and the soundtrack and the book it was just it was a complete package of beautiful art you know Vetter's the man he, he yeah. is a great singer great guitar player great writer he's the triple threat he, he is the man yeah but that movie you know I, I liked the i think the the biggest thing i liked about that movie is just like the interaction he had with random people you know 
That's what people that just touched he touched people deep. People touched him deep. You know, I mean, it was just a beautiful movie. If you haven't seen it, anyone out there that's listening, if you have not seen that movie Into the Wild, go watch it. Watch it tonight. It is unbelievable. I have a motto in life, and and you know, I travel um, quite a bit for my job, and I think that um, every every person you meet in life uh, is there for a reason, and they're there to take something from. You know, not obviously to not, learn something not from a physical or, yeah. thing. You don't take steal something away from them. Yeah, please don't steal. But, <laughs> but I think that there, everybody has something to offer to you. Absolutely, everybody you meet in life. And uh, a perfect example was just just uh, today, or yeah, no, it was yesterday. For my job, I was working and I was out of town, and um, I was on you know just near near somebody's house, and they came out, and I thought for sure they were just going to start yelling at me like, "What are you doing? Blah, get out of here!" But um. It was it was t- totally it was it was amazing because he just walked up and started talking to me and um, turns out that, that he just came back from the hospital because his dad was there and his dad was dying from you know some kind of lung disease and was a smoker for so many years and mm-hmm. and uh, they you know the doctors told him that this was pretty much it that you know he's not going to have that much longer to live and uh, and here this guy was talking to me like he could have been with his father but he was here talking to me because he was home and there i was out there he saw me he walked out and he decided to talk to me and i thought you know i think that he was just i think he was just scared he was alone and and he didn't want to be alone with his thoughts and he just wanted somebody somebody to talk to because holy cow his dad was dying you know right just yeah i don't want to be alone with my thoughts and so i you know just kind of was like it was amazing because you know, maybe I didn't get something from him, but maybe he got something from me. You know, how long were you talking to him? Uh, it was probably like fifteen minutes. We just yeah. sat there and just talked about life, and he had a pretty, a pretty cool um, uh, story about, you know, f- something ghostly. <laughs> really? Because hmm. his mom had passed away a couple of years before, and and he said that he was just sleeping one night, and his mom was still alive at the time, and he was in bed one night with his girlfriend, and he sat straight up. And his and his girlfriend was like, you know, trying to wake him up. What are you doing? What are you doing? But she couldn't wake him up. And then, you know, then he laid back down. And uh, they both went back to bed. And then they woke up in the morning. And his girlfriend was asking him, like, what happened last night? Why did you sit straight up in bed? And you were just staring. And I couldn't get you to move or anything. And he said, well, I was, I was talking to my mom. She came in. He's like, you didn't see her? She came in and said, everything was fine. Not to worry. That's insane. And then that like day, a, that day, they they called him and said, "So it wasn't a mom, dream or anything." Your mom's in the hospital and she's gonna die because he physically got up. Yeah, that's weird. That was insane. Well, I guess on that same same subject, uh, we all know this person. He was in one of our good Ryan, one his older brother, in his grade. Josh is his first name. He passed with cancer. You know what I'm talking yep, about? I know what you're um, talking about. But when he was doing pretty bad. He was heavily. He was on, I think, after chemo and on sedation and everything. And he, like, towards the end, you know, he was not doing too good. He was like kind of in and out of consciousness or whatever. And one time, he he was like just smiling or whatever. And his parents asked, like, why why are you smiling? What's going on? He goes, I was just fly fishing with Jesus. Like he was wow. felt like he was literally because he loved fly fishing. You know, it's just I don't know. It's just crazy when when you hear hear those things. And you know, everyone has the light at the end of the tunnel. Everyone has these these same visions or things kind of makes you think you know it's 
Mm-hmm. If there's so many people that have these same conclusions. Actually, I wanted to say this mini podcast, and I just thought about this now, but Steve Jobs, have you guys read the article about on his deathbed, what happened to him? No. He was working on the the iPad 3? No. You know, iPad thing? I, well, maybe. But he like signed right off on that before he died. Is that what I heard? While he was in his bed, like the last seconds of his life. Oh, okay. He he slowly like gazed at his wife. He was like looking at him, at her. And then he like looked at his kids. And then all of a sudden he looked in the distance and he's like, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Now my question is, Steve Jobs, the guy in his brain, he came up with the iPhone, the iPad. I mean, he's a visionary. He came, he's seen so many things and his brain was so... He was a genius. What could he have seen right before he died that to made him, him say, wow. wow, oh, wow? What Ooh. could that have possibly Ooh. been? And he died right after that. A big barrel of LSD, maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Who, who knows what it was? Totally but, I kidding. Mean, that, that's just crazy, you know? If Steve Jobs, the guy that, that thought of all these things, I mean, look at the things that he produced. He That came to – ideas come in your head, you know? So I'm sure he has so many – projects that are still being worked on that he wrote down before he left that will come to fruition in the next couple of years but what did he see that he was just blown away with that's uh, that's fascinating makes you think doesn't it wow (laughs) it's crazy because he didn't strike me as a guy that would necessarily believe in god i can't no i don't i don't don't think he was i think he was buddhist i think or i know i I remember hearing that i don't know if he's buddhist but i think he liked that that concept. ideal yeah, yeah. The concept i you know again i mean don't take my word for it I, I don't know i just read the article yeah so that's even like someone who's may, possibly non-religious because you would think a religious person would be like oh obviously they're seeing god or something like yeah. that but if and if let's say that wasn't the case at all what could it have been yeah I, that's, who knows? that's so ridiculous to think about and you hear you know these people that i i've seen a YouTube clip of this, like a diehard atheist who had heart surgery and, you know, something went wrong and they, his heart stopped and he was legally dead for a couple of minutes. He came back just like, he said he was in hell, you know, he said a oh, terrible thing. Really? Yeah, and that's what, you know, made him believe in God so, at the end. Oh, so it wasn't like he didn't see a bright light or nothing. He saw something nasty. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's that's one way to flip the switch on someone. Yeah, and then, you know, you read these stories about people when same thing happens, either the heart dies in surgery or the heart stops mm-hmm. in surgery or something where they're legally dead. They see themselves rising above and, you know, they, they can see, they can actually remember the people in the room and see a certain type of clothing. Like, there's no possible way they could have known that, you know, and then after the fact, they come back live and say, oh, who was the guy in the black coat or, the you know, the black coat that was here? He's like, oh, that was so-and-so. I'm not a big uh, book reader by any means. Everyone knows this. But there is probably one book I read out of um, fun. It was something recommended to me. It's a short book. It's called The Gift. And it is, I want to say it's only like 175, 200 pages, little paperback. I would highly suggest reading that because it's a guy that kind of gets into a car accident in he di- his life's in like shambles. His life's going downhill. His family, he feel you know he feels like he hasn't provided for his family. Whatever. He gets a car accident and he you don't know if he dies or not. But he goes over this crazy like you know when uh, Bill was talking about how your life flashes before your eyes and you th- what you think about. In this whole book is about the what he kind of feels in that moment and it's long and it's these like he felt like he was basically out of his body in like different points in time talking to these people and they all give him something to bring back to his life and in the end you know he kind of comes back it's so crazy but it's such a it's a it's a you know the warm fuzzy feeling at the end of the book is it based off truth or is it no i think it's pure fiction um 
it's a very, and I wouldn't want to say a self-help book, but it's a, it's a book that makes you think about things and you, you know, try to take something away from it to make your life a little inspiring. Yeah. Inspiring. Exactly. It's very inspirational book, but what's good about it is it's so short and to the point, but it's still a good story. Yeah. It's a crazy, if you ever, I mean, you could probably read it in, you know, two days if you were just, uh, if you're a book reader, I got, for me, it probably took me six weeks to read. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> 200 pages. I, I started a book. I started Stephen King's, uh, the first book of his, his Dark Castle series, The Gunslinger. I started oh, that. No, I, I started that. that two years ago. I haven't finished it yet. It's <laughs> two still, years it's ago. It's still next to my alarm clock. How many pages is that? It's short. It's probably 300, <laughs> 300 pages. And I still haven't finished it. <laughs> he had a really thick one out, Insomnia. I, dude, I, I wish if I liked to read, I would read. All, yeah. I love Stephen King. I mean, it's something totally different. You know, it's yeah. not. It's like sci-fi movies. Yeah, it's sci-fi. It's horror. You know, it's all that kind of stuff. And I really like him. I wish I could just read all his books because I, I hear so many good things. Now, on the other hand, he's got all these TV shows and made-for-TV movies that are complete garbage. Half the movies that have come out about his stories are complete garbage. And that sucks because I know, I know a lot of his stories are amazing. Yeah. Yep. But Insomnia, I, I, yeah, is that, a, is that something you read? No, I mean, it was. it's kind of sci-fi and it... And it the climax kind of let me down, <laughs> but um. Well, screw that book then. But it was it was really thick, and I remember I read it when I was you know in high school, which mm-hmm. high, high school kids don't read really thick books. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I maybe some do, but I didn't. <laughs> and um, nerds did. But I remember it took me forever to finish it, and I was really disappointed at how it turned out. <laughs> okay, so you don't like Stephen King? Great. No, I know I do love Stephen <laughs> King, but just insomnia. It took a turn for uh, it, it. Just took a turn that I didn't expect, and it it was like it was believable all the way up to a certain point, and then it was like, okay, you lost me. Yeah, but yeah, what can you do? Still when, very. I mean, it entertained. When, you, when you've written how many like fifty books, fifty novels? Yeah, you, you got to get to a point where you're just kind of grabbing at straws. Yeah, right? for sure. I mean, like <laughs> right. how many ideas he's gonna so, have? Wait, didn't I already write this book before? Well, start I, over. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny because a lot of his books have this intertwining like character series or like most of his books are based out of east coast like in maine where he lives yeah and you know on that kind of thing it's in so many of his books and there's characters that are like little parts there might be a main character in one book but they're like a smaller part in a different book it's just he's got like his whole universe just like these comic books on my walls there's like these comic book universes where these heroes and villains intertwine into different storylines and stuff all over the place. He's kind of got his own yeah. universe of Stephen King story stuff. He really, I think he, one of his strong points as a literary genius is that he can really paint a really good picture for you in words and, and his settings are just, I can get lost in just his, you know, the descriptions of his settings. So it's really neat. Now kind of talking <clears throat> about books, movies, TV shows, just for a quick second. Um, I got into this, uh, the show, the game of Thrones, you seen that at all or heard about that? That's a big book series. I think Isn't that based on something. Or I what? think the the book series either it's the first book or the series is called A Song of Fire and Ice, maybe. Okay. But the the in the maybe the first book's called A Game of Thrones, and that's what the HBO series is. It didn't look anything that appealing to me, but I just heard so many raving reviews. There's one season out, ten episodes, and it is sweet. Game of what's the A Game of Thrones. 
a medieval time type things. You know, there's like seven kingdoms in this land, and they're all trying to fight to be the king of the land, and my they're room- all scheming against each other. It's insane. My roommate Brian said it was basically like Skyrim, but like a TV show. Yeah, basically, it's cool. It's super cool. It's like the hell is Skyrim. Skyrim. Oh, you don't even know what Skyrim is. Uh, Damn, son. It's like a video game, fantasy video oh, game, cool. like a big RPG thing. Gotcha. I never really got into it, but it's unbelievable. The graphics are good. I mean, did you play it? No. Oh. I might. Maybe I'll try it. I don't know. Yeah. Man. For what system? Any system? Uh, I think you can get it for Xbox anything. Xbox for sure. PC for sure. I'm guessing PS3. I, yeah, I think any system. All right. Um, I, I kind of want to change the subject here a second to... Uh, You've no been books, catching right? up on the... Uh, oh, if you want to keep on books. No, uh, no that's fine. <laughs> real quick, best book I ever read was uh, Sphere by Michael Crichton. Oh, snap, son. Sure. I have that book upstairs. That is one of the few... Michael Crichton is one of the few authors that I will... I forgot about that. Yeah. I have read multiple books by him. Yeah, he was a great author. And they're author. all awesome. I read Sphere literally in two days. Yes, that's an excellent book. The yeah, movie, not so much. Yeah, the no. movie was a little weird, but the book was, the book was unbelievable. Oh, so good. Bill Johnson, actually, he's the one that turned me on to it. If you like yeah. that one, you should read uh, Timeline. Timeline, Bill said that was a good one. Timeline's Timeline a good one. Andromeda yeah. Strain, I heard was yep, good, that, too. I read that Obviously, one. Obviously, Jurassic Park, Congo. Yep, read those. Terminal Man's a good shorter one. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah he's a great author. Eaters Did, of the didn't Dead. He, wasn't he the uh, creator of ER? I think so, yeah. I'm pretty sure he was. I think was. it was. He, he probably had a book based off it. For, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, you guys would appreciate State of Fear. Michael Crichton? Yeah. Or, really? It's, I never even heard of that It's probably one. A, one in the last 10 years, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a more recent one. Um, Most of the ones I read were like 90s. And yeah, he I had, read fifth grade. There's one called Next, and then there's one, his most recent one is, uh, I just bought it for my dad for his birthday, <laughs> and it was in March, uh, this month. I can't remember <laughs> the name of it. But. Airframe is another one I Airframe read that too. was... Not it's not his typical style. Actually, it was kind of boring. You know, I did read that, and it was different. Like it was just not a topic that it, it yeah interested me. It, it was more of like a almost like a John Grisham style. Like true, there yeah. was no any sort of sci-fi. I mean, not that he's a sci-fi author, but it wasn't anything like that. Like yeah. if he if he did create the ER show and he had a book like that, it was something more along that lines. Right. You know, State of Fear was about. Um, the the conspiracy of climate change and how um, humans you know he takes the extreme or you know he illustrates the extreme the extreme that if humans do control the climate then um, they can control it however they want and so this whole you know it, it was like a, a snapshot into the you know the current society and our mm-hmm. state of mind where oh we need to stop climate change and, and a lot of people don't believe that it's happening and that kind of stuff and so. His book was about this terrorist group that was controlling the climate, and there was this huge. How are they controlling the climate? Just by things they do? Yeah, there was there was some weapon they were using. Oh, okay, or, I gotcha. Or some way. So it wasn't like pollution or anything. Yeah, like that. yeah, there, there was something that they were manipulating. But um, so there was this big summit, and they were supposed to unleash their, you know, you know, as the summit was during a certain season, and they were supposed to unleash this crazy storm that would be unheard of at you know during the summit and so mm-hmm. everybody would have been convinced that climate change was happening and uh really it was a really neat book you guys should if was you, if you like michael Crichton and you're interested in, in climate change and that in that whole conspiracy stuff well i've gotten this point book. i've gotten the point where i would probably read any michael Crichton book he, he is and, I love him. and at least I love get out of it but if you've never read sphere you have to have you read sphere Absolutely. Okay, then you're good. Yeah, that's a great book. <laughs> Wasn't next about like evolution or something mm-hmm. like that? Okay, that's what I thought. I, yeah. I can see the cover in my face, but I never. 
I can see the cover in my eyes and my brain. I know, you guys, I know what the cover looks like. You like the book Prey. Prey? You, That's another that? one I haven't read, no. That one's all about uh, computer technology. and. I'll, I'll get the MP3s all of all this stuff. crap. I, readings for suckers. You were talking about uh, weather manipulation or, you know, controlling, you know, if there's global warming's man-made and everything. Did you know, you, you ever hear of Project Cumulus? I think I actually yeah, talked yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah, we talked about that before. Recently, yeah. Um, was that Russian? Uh, no, Russian it was Royal Air Force, the Royal UK. Air Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the early fifties, they they did it. They they seeded clouds mm-hmm. to try to make rain, and it worked, but it worked yeah. too good. It flooded. They got like nine inches of rain in a twenty four hour period, and it basically flooded some villages and caused some deaths. And it was recently released. I think it was in the late nineties or the early two thousands. I don't know exactly when, but uh, that's when it's been declassified until they did it. But yeah, it's absolutely positive. I know in Dubai they do it. In China they did it for the Olympics. They can either make it. They they put something in the clouds. Uh, I don't know exactly. I mean, you probably know more than I do. The I th- I've geologist. heard it before. Silver iodide, maybe. It's, or? it's something crazy like that. Yeah, it's a weird chemical composition molecule or whatever. Yeah, they and they, they can make it rain or they can make it not rain yep. based off that. I mean, that's that's crazy. Can you imagine that? You, you're controlling <clears throat> the weather. If what is it exactly that's doing this? Uh, they seed the clouds. They spray the stuff in the clouds, and I don't know how it works. Like in a plane? If you, if you understand yeah. the concept of a cloud, okay? Yeah. So, you know, moisture enters the atmosphere mm-hmm. and collects on dust particles. And then, you know, the dust particles can only collect so much moisture, but they're also held up there by updraft, okay? So there's there's other factors in play. But if you could somehow um, make the, the tension of the water, of the moisture on the dust particles stronger... Then they wouldn't fall from the sky. Or on a, you know, conversely, if you made the tension less, then the moisture would fall uh, a lot hmm. easier. So whatever whatever uh, chemical mixture composition, you know, affects the tension because because tension is affected by surfactants and emulsions. Is What's that a surfactant? Surfactant is basically soap. Okay. So soap breaks up tension. So if you put, you know, you know when you float a paper clip on water and you put a drop of soap in, the paper yeah. clip sinks. So is this how they made it rain in the Hunger Games whenever they wanted it to? <laughs> Probably. I'm I'm positive. I only saw the movie, didn't want read the book. I don't know anything about that. You know, <laughs> actually, it's funny you brought up the soap thing because I took a shower before I got here, and as I'm putting shampoo in my hair, uh, actually, my roommate told me this from a podcast that he listened to um, from HowStuffWorks.com. Mm-hmm. It's called Stuff You Should Know. It's a great podcast, by the way. Check it out. Go on uh, iTunes. Just search for Stuff You Should Know. But uh, there's one soap. Basically, the molecules in soap bond to like the dirt in mm-hmm. your hair or skin or whatever. And then when you wash that off, it washes everything off. It off yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. It's how a that surfactant works. that dissolves uh, organic material. So a surfactant is anything that bonds with something else. I mean, how a, does... a thing that manipulates water molecules. Huh. So you know you can you can because the water molecule H two O is it's got a certain geometry to it, mm-hmm. and it's all based on the uh, the polarity of the molecule. Okay. So our pores, for example, are very small and, you know, they have a certain angle to our pores. But a water molecule does not fit into our pores. But if you could break that water molecule, then you could get liquids and, you know, they break them with surfactants and uh, solvents. Then you can get those into our pores to dissolve the organic material, basically dirt and whatever. In the pore? Yeah. And that's wow. why we get clean is because we, we break mar- – soap breaks up water molecules to um, to change its polarity 
or you know make it smaller basically so that it can get in between the pores and clean things up. Why insane. are you why are you grinning at me? Because I'm I'm astounded <laughs> by this. This is all you're blowing my mind yeah, here, it's, it's, I'm bored as hell. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, anything that has anything to do with anything important, um, lots out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or science. I mean, and it's funny because uh, if you if you know, I mean, you can you can Google or you can make your own soap. It's really easy to make your own soap. Um, but when you make it, it looks nasty because yeah. okay? it's fat. It's, 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 uh, it's stuff. It's just fat. Okay. But, uh, the, the, the market do- dolls it up, right? It, put per- it puts perfumes in it and, and makes colors, it nice colors. Yeah. It makes it nice shapes, but soap is soap. All you're doing is breaking these water molecules. You're just making it so that you can get water in your pores. Have you ever made your own soap? I've never made my own soap. We're going to have you someone on the podcast that has, that makes his own soap today. What are you? What are you talking about, Don? Oh, he's gonna be on. I, I, I think he's fifty percent of the way there. He makes his own soap. I, he posted a picture on Facebook the other day. All these little—it looks like cheese almost. Yeah, it's crazy. He he was making soap. He, he made tons of his own soap. It's so it was yeah. crazy. I was like, man, how the heck do you do that? Yep, it's just it's a, it's a simple concept, and uh, <laughs> and we we buy it because it smells and looks pretty at the yeah. stores. So he might know how to make it smell pretty. Maybe maybe we should buy his soap. Maybe we should put a plug in for his soap. Yeah, I, I would really actually be curious to ask him about that. He's going to come here some. I don't know if he's he's on the fence about actually doing the podcast, but he's very interested. He listens to all of them. He wants to come and hang out and listen to one. But Come do it. It's he's, awesome. He's got a job where it's uh, kind of borderline maybe should, maybe shouldn't. Oh. It all depends. I he's mean, in politics, right? Yeah, he's in Oh, in. In Grand Rapids, or not, not just Grand Rapids, he's in a, one of the parties, and he's an advocate for this, and does a lot of work. We've said too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to say too much, but so I'm I'm just glad I, you know, work on a dairy farm. I don't have to worry about tarnishing any name or yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of you the, have the freedom for that. Stress is relative to your career choice for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, in politics, I mean, okay. First of all, everyone kind of like, you know, me and you. All of us, we talk different whether the microphones are on or off. You know what I mean? You're, we're not going to be saying everything we would normally say when the microphones are on. You know, everyone's that way. But to the fact, when you're in politics, you have to have some sort of unrealistic, squeaky clean image, which is, in my opinion, bullshit because it's not unrealistic. You're telling me that you're perfect or, you know, you're trying to portray the way you're not. You're giving me some kind of image or some kind of a hologram of what you are. You know, yeah. it's I don't know. It's a weird why Weird can't thing. we have like Robin Williams, the Man of the Year movie that he made? Like, why can't somebody come out, come on, come out of the scene and just say, "I'm just going to be refresh, refreshingly honest and just, you know, oh, yeah, I smoked pot when I was in college. Yeah, I cheated on my wife and we got a divorce. Um, but you know, this is who I am now, and these are my ideas. Right? <laughs> you know, why can't we just have somebody like that? Like, why are you trying to cover things up? Just be a human being, right? For crying out loud, we're I mean, all human beings. I don't want to keep referencing Kyle Small again, but uh, I do. I keep mm-hmm. talking. I mean, me and we, we always have awesome conversations. I'm really excited to have him soon. Yeah. Uh, but we've, we we talked about presidents and everything. We're like, all right, we will vote for the president that says, if you ask him a question, I would like a president to say, you know what? I don't know, but I have professionals that are on my team that do know. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't give me some bullshit answer that you're just pulling out of your ass. <laughs> they like, will. Like every single one of them do. Yep. Be honest with me. Tell me you don't know. That's fine. You, there's no possible way you can know the answer to every question. But if you have a team of professionals that have your same ideology or, or whatever, or same viewpoints, that's fine. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. 
there's a, there's a lot of things that you know I would do different. But then again, I'm just me. <laughs> I'm not a president. You shouldn't regret anything in life, Ben. Yeah, exactly. I I said this before in a podcast, but I'd rather regret something I've done than something I haven't done. Yeah, you know? that's pretty important. Yeah, <laughs> you learn from your mistakes, man. If you don't, if you make a mistake, you learn from it. That's all that matters. If you make a mistake and you don't learn from it, then you deserve to be did, making. Did mistakes. you always see yourself uh, working at your uh, family farm? No, uh, in high school I didn't really want to. Um, shortly after high school, I, I worked a number of different jobs, and then it just you know I. I I've had a desk job, you know, and that's just, I can't do it. What I, was, can you say your desk job? Uh, yeah, I worked for a, a local bank. I did um, item processing. Um, Is it the same thing your roommate did or does? Uh, yeah, that's how I met him, actually. Okay. We were in the same department. He doesn't My do that My brother did that for a while. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then, then after a while, it's like, you know. Bureaucracy is bullshit. Yeah, that's basically what it was, man. I mean, I. You say bureaucracy? Bureaucracy. Oh, Be- never mind. Be- I'd rather be on a, on, out again. on a tractor, on a hayfield, you know, with the sun setting, with Scott. a cup of coffee in my hand, you know. I, I, I like the freedom of that. I like being outside. I like, I like going to work not knowing exactly what I'm going to do. Um, I like the challenges of trying to fix problems with inadequate, inadequate tools available, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what like is awesome the, about it? I like the challenge of... Fixing problems with inadequate tools. <laughs> I don't like to have everything that I need. <laughs> no, but I mean, you, that's, more that's, times than not, you're going to... genuine, man. That is pure, genuine American brawn right there, man. <laughs> what does that Fixing mean? problems with the tools that we don't have. <laughs> well, that's basically what it is, you know. If something's broken down in, in the middle of a hayfield, you can't really... You don't have air tools. Or you don't have pneumatic power. Right Absolutely. You got to figure out things. You got to think outside of the box quite a bit, and you learn a lot quick. I love... I I always thought that I I could just just give it all up and and well not give it all up but I would love to just change careers and be a farmer. Yeah, I think that I could do it. My my wife thinks differently. She says that I can't get up in the morning and I would not do chores. Oh yeah, you could stuff. do it, man. But Anyone could do. It. You just got to get in the habit of getting up and you know just sucking it up and doing it. I just how many sunrises have you seen? You know, oh many many, and then they're beautiful, man. You yeah, it's on. There's nothing more. Another huge part about okay, let me back up uh, for people that are listening. I, I think we lost Ryan. <laughs> I'll tell you exactly what I'm doing in a minute, and you guys are going to be happy. But okay, yeah. I feel bad. No, 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 don't feel bad. Okay. Uh, my my family, it's uh, we have a dairy farm. My family that's been there for almost 150 years now, and it's been passed down from generation to generation. It's been growing significantly since you know my great great grandpa started it, and uh, it's like third or fourth generation now, and. Uh, it's a pretty large operation, and one of the reasons I like it too is you know you wake up and it's it's something different every day. You you have no idea what's going to happen, and yeah, you see the sun rising, you see the sun set. I'm saying all these good things about it, but there's also bad things. I mean, this hard works. Okay, so I, I mentioned before the podcast started that planting season's coming, mm-hmm. so I got to plow the fields, and then you got to get you got to pick the rocks out of there. You got to take boulders out of the field. I literally have to go out and. By hand, pick rocks out of the field. What do you do with your rocks, man? Put them in a tractor and then like put them in a pile or sell them. If they're can, big rocks, can you can I sell come them. come and pick out some? Yeah, absolutely, man. I'd love to go through your rocks. Why? You think you're going to find something cool? Oh, man. Those erratics are beautiful sometimes. We actually have a... We're, our farm is located on like an Indian ground. And there's arrowheads and all kinds of stuff. My wow. dad, when he was younger, found a, the head of a tomahawk. No kidding. And he recently actually went to Grand Valley State University maybe... Two years ago to get it tested to see what it was. Guess how old do you think it was? How old do you think it was? Five hundred years. 
4,500 years. <laughs> it was 4,000 years off. That's crazy. Like, Four, I didn't. 4,500 4, years. years old. That's. I could not believe that. It's 2,000. That's over 2,000 years B, before BC. BC yeah. yeah. That is unbelievable. In my eyes, that it's almost unbelievable. Tell, he still has that, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He could. I mean, that's that's probably worth. That's probably worth a million dollars. <laughs> I doubt it's worth a million dollars. <laughs> Do you think sure the Smithsonian valuable. would buy that or something? I have no idea. I mean, I'm in that area. There's a lot of we we have uh, we know someone that we actually rent some of. Actually, I, we purchased some of his land, um, and he's a huge collector and all that stuff. And he does. He was actually in History Channel for part of a reenactment of a Civil War thing. I mean, he's hardcore into that stuff, and he has tons of arrowheads in our area. You can find them pretty pretty easy. All these artifacts and old coins awesome. and everything. But it's crazy. Just you know, your 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 intuition with land, you know, it's it's you learn so much just doing that and it's it's a valuable valuable piece of knowledge to have. And Yeah, you know, it's it's hard work. It's it's uh <clears throat> you actually see when I okay, when I was working at the desk job, you know, the next day that same amount of work was still there. It never ends. Mm-hmm. The the numbers, ones and zeros are always there. But at the end of the day, when if you're chopping a hay, a, a hay field or you know combining corn, you can see your progress. When you get done, you can look back at that whole field and say, you know what, I did all of that, and it's very uh, you know fulfilling to, to, you know, for me, it's fulfilling to see the completion of your work. That's a big part of it. It shows like the end of your work. Whereas the next day, it's not like there's a whole new cornfield. I got to start all over again. You know. Are you a client of DeKalb or Monsanto? DeKalb, but I think Monsanto owns DeKalb. Oh, do they? Yeah, I believe so. Monsanto like owns everything, <laughs> everything in the world. We, we've, unfortunately, we've dabbled in this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe we should just, you know, revert to what Ryan has going on over here. <laughs> yeah, no, Monsanto's. <laughs> I, I mean, no, I no one has anything good to say about Monsanto. I don't either. But and I, I don't even know if they own DeKalb or not. I know this pine is maybe they own Pioneer. Is it, do they own Pioneer? Actually, yeah, I think they do own Pioneer. Then maybe they don't own DeKalb. I always thought DeKalb was separate, but maybe it's it is. hard to say. How did you know anything about DeKalb? That's pretty surprising. Well, they're like there's like two big corporations that run the agricultural industry, don't aren't there? So you're saying DeKalb and Monsanto, or yeah. DeKalb and Pioneer? DeKalb and Monsanto. I know Monsanto is one of them, and I just thought DeKalb oh. was the other big one that I heard. Monsanto's really shady. They have a lot of different companies under them, and they have yeah. a lot of different names. I just can't believe that they can go to sleep at night. Doing what they do, it's just a corporation, man. And, All the corporations are the but same. You know what? It's not their fault because they were able to patent a seed, a, a living organism. How do you patent a living organism that can is, change and mutate and do whatever it wants? You can't control it. Yeah. How do? You how is that not it, their fault then? That is their fault. No, it's not their fault because the lawmakers allowed it. You know, it oh. went to court. Well, they know what they're doing, man. Yeah, they know exactly what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, it went to court, but they, the lawmakers allowed it. They said it's a patent and that they were being infringed on. Yeah, I just can't. I just maybe that's a whole nother show we can go. Yeah, there, there's <laughs> there's so many documentaries about Monsanto, and not anyone I've seen is it represents anything good. Well, I just hope that you guys. Have a boycott on Monsanto products. Yeah, man. If I have anything to do with all you listeners out there, please boycott Monsanto. Yeah, all you all you farmers out there, which is less than one percent of the population, (laughs) less than one percent of our listeners, which is what? What we got? Three, 
five <laughs> total. Those are live viewers. Oh, good. Uh, people that listen to this podcast, you'd be surprised. But I, I do want to say something about the dairy industry, too. I, I've seen some uh, documentaries. There's one with um, Joaquin Phoenix. I forgot what it's called. It's a recent one. But it, it is so inaccurate. And when he, he goes, on a lot of these farms, they milk their cows to exhaustion and to death. And they're always worried about, you know, medicine being in the cows and everything. Let me tell you from a dairy farmer personally, you have to take care of your cows. Your output on everything is is the milk you produce, right? Yeah. And if your cows are on medication, if your cow's sick or whatever and you give them medication, you cannot sell that milk. That milk literally goes down the drain. Literally. You dump it down the drain because you cannot sell it. So if you abuse your cows or you hop them up on whatever kind of drugs you have, you cannot sell it. You have to make sure your cows are in good health and taken care of because the happier and healthier and more comfortable the cow is, the more the milk they produce. So all these documentaries, and I, I honestly am just baffled by, you know, what is the motive here? I don't know why they're trying to downplay agriculture and everything, but it's just unrealistic and it's totally inaccurate. All dairy farms, unless they want to be shut down because they're not making money, they're going to take care of their cows and their animals and everything. Everything's humane. Everything's clean. You know, it, it, it's an inaccurate portray- or, um, portrayal of, of what it really is. So don't that. just automatically believe any documentary you hear because most documentaries about farming in general are not accurate at all. And it's disgusting, actually. I'm honestly offended, you know, because I'm working my ass off and we're, we do a good job at our farm. We, we make sure that yeah, actually the farm you've, you were in agricultural building yep. and you've seen a lot of farms and everything. For and, sure. and you said ours was like really clean compared to the Ex- other one. Exceptionally clean. Yeah. Organized and clean compared to a lot of the other ones I've been to. For yeah. Sure. So, I mean, I don't know. There, there's some kind of underlying motive, which I just fail to recognize or understand. I, I don't get what the deal is. It's like anytime we knew we had to go out and do work at your farm. Which was, you know, not a whole lot. Have you been, have you worked yeah. at ours? Um, I, I dropped off supply, like some metal or some materials for something oh. that you guys were, you bought materials through us yeah. to do something. But yeah, I mean, and, and we had, I think my company had done, or my company at the time had done work at your farm. And it was just like, oh, we get to go to Wendell's farm. Yeah. yeah money, dude. Because it's nice and people, the people are cool. I'm not saying people aren't cool at other farms, but it was just a nicer more organized people knew what was going on a lot of farms you know it, it they're they're doing their thing um it, it's hard to explain i don't know i i, I don't want to say th- anything bad about some of the other farms we went to but it was not necessarily chaos but it's always like someone didn't know something was going on and there's always right. those problems here and there and that but it always seemed like everything sailed smoothly at your place yeah because everyone was in the know they knew what was going on and, you know i don't know you're, yeah your farm was exceptionally better than other ones that we dealt with. Um, I, we should probably stop talking about the farming thing because we're yeah. <laughs> not well, really entertaining. What I was messing around on my phone was, um, have you ever heard of this app called Flixel that just recently came out? Never heard of it at all. I just I saw an ad on something the other day, and I go, oh, that looks kind of cool. What it does is it's an app for your um, iPhone. I'm sure they have an Android version. You take a pi- It takes a picture and video at the same time, um, and it, it basically combines a video and a picture into one. And it lets you wave a little wand around for where you want the animated part to be. Like I took a picture of you and it had the clock right there running. Mm-hmm. And you were kind of standing there, sitting there not doing nothing. So I waved the wand around the clock. Not doing nothing. Well, you were just talking into the microphone. <laughs> no, I'm just mocking your grammar. Shut up. <laughs> so I waved the magic wand around the, the, 
um, <laughs> the timer. magic Ron. The timer around here. So y- you look at the picture when it's done, and the timer is going, but everything else is completely still. Oh, that's cool. It, it's kind of how a do, cool how thing. How do you spell Flixster? Flixel. Flixel? F-L-I-X-E-L. Flixel. And free app? Pay yeah, it? free app. No, it's free. And when you, I took a picture of you, and you're doing it, and your hand was moving like this. Everything else was somewhat still, but your hand was... You were saying you're gesturing something like that. Do I talk with my hands? No, not necessarily, but it was enough movement where I waved the magic wand around your hand. So I took the picture. The picture's done, and the picture is completely solid except for your hands moving like it's doing its what you were doing in there. It's crazy. It kind of combines like a video and a picture into one. Um, I, I for some reason it's not really. It it must be brand new because it wasn't working that great. I mean, it keeps kind of timing out on me and whatever. But it was a cool idea. Um, and it's kind of like Flixel. Flixel, yeah. If you you know what a GIF is, on you know if yep. you're looking at it, it's an, it's not a picture, it's not a video, it's like a an animated. It's a bunch like, of different snapshots. It's like a, yeah, it's a, like a, it's a really kind of tiny video, but it's portrayed as a picture. Kind of the same thing, but you can take pieces of the picture to make it have the video part. It's kind of it's a really cool little thing. I don't know. Technology is crazy. Yeah, man. I know. Isn't that just insane? Um, I, I wanted to talk about this for a while, but let's uh, quick jump to James Cameron and his latest mm-hmm. expedition because Good I am just un, I am blown away by this, and I, I'm actually shocked that this is not like people aren't talking about this a lot. Um, have you seen I'm the video sh- yet? A lot of I haven't seen the video. No, we're gonna watch it in a minute here. A lot of people have. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people know about it, but again, I I haven't heard many people talking about it, and I don't know why. But James Cameron, he recently. He went on a expedition to the Mariana. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, yeah, the Mariana. The Mariana Trench, which is like the deepest part of Earth. It's south of Japan and just east of Guam, I believe. And uh, it's it's about seven miles down. If you take Mount Everest and invert it, so tip, take Mount, Mount Everest, tip it upside down, and put the base of it on sea level. So the tip is actually below the ocean. And then go down even further, and that's the bottom of, of the Mariana Trench. And it is the most – that no one's been there since, I believe, 1960? Yeah, they said the f- yeah, 50 there years. Was, there was two guys that went down there. James Cameron was the one, the first person that went solo. Oh, he went there by himself? Yeah, I didn't know that. imagine I that. didn't get that. From, I just watched the video. I didn't read a story or anything. And you know, his sub is a specially made sub. I, I don't think it's considered a sub, but – Basically, imagine a, a cylinder, but it's vertical. So when it goes down, it's it's on its end, and it, and it goes down. I think it takes like two and a half hours. Looks to like go a down. bullet. Yeah, and you know it's it's two a great and a design. Half hours. Two and a half hours to get down there, and uh, he he goes down there and it's equipped with like an eight foot LED light and three mm-hmm. D cameras. We actually have a clip on YouTube. We're gonna try this. I think. Do you want to play this time? Do you want to play the two-minute yeah, one? Yeah, okay. that, that's a good summary of it. I, I emailed Malad a clip earlier because I knew I wanted to talk about this. So we're going to see how our setup here is and see if we can uh, hear this. But <clears throat> here we go. Pilot coming out. National Geographic Explorer-in-Residence, James Cameron, has finished a record dive to the deepest part of the Earth's oceans. Welcome back. Outstanding. The Challenger Deep, which is only a small part of the Mariana Trench, is something like 50 times the size of the Grand Canyon. So, you know, this is a vast, you know, uh, uh, frontier down there that's going to take us a while to understand. 
The dive follows seven years of planning and the design and construction of a mm. of a specialized state-of-the-art submersible for the deepest solo man dive in history. The whole sub actually squeezes down uh, almost three inches in length uh, when it gets to the bottom of the ocean just because of the pressure. And the sphere that I'm in actually actually shrinks. The, the window that I look out actually pushes in toward me under 16,000 pounds per square inch of pressure. Cameron spent more than three hours in the lowest point of the Mariana Trench, about seven miles down, filming and documenting what he saw and taking samples. It was a very lunar, uh, very desolate place, very, uh, very isolated. Uh, my, my feeling was one of complete isolation from all of humanity. I mean, I felt like I literally in the space of one day have gone to another planet and come back. Armed with an eight-foot panel of LED lights and several cameras, Cameron will be able to share with the rest of the world a part of the planet that is virtually unknown. Many of the animals that live there are adapted to this extreme pressure, this total darkness. They're usually white, they have no pigment, some of them have eyes to see uh, bioluminescence, some of them have no eyes at all. Uh, it's, com it's a completely alien world. Cameron is the first human to reach the deepest point of the Mariana Trench in more than 50 years. That's just fascinating. It I is. Mean, it truly is. The implications that that has. I mean, you're sitting right at the deepest point on Earth. You're sitting in a subduction zone. The, I mean, the. okay, I'm going to be uh, biased, but the geology that can be there is just, it's never been seen before. Yeah. It's only the stuff that you, that we theorize in textbooks, you know? Why did it take a... Uh, a movie producer that makes millions of dollars, it took him to go down there and no science. I mean, obviously. Because he has millions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> because it was so much money that no one really thought it, it was yeah. worth going down yeah. there for anything they at say this point in time. He's going to make his money back by the 3D film he's going to release. That's yeah. what he's oh, he's going to make a film that. about that? He's, yeah, he's got 3D cameras on that sub. To He's going to he's gonna release a Almost film Almost like a it. documentary type style yeah, thing? Basically. Okay. Yeah, basically. So he's in a, I, I was thinking maybe he was trying to come up with ideas for like a new movie. In, no, in, in, no, he's like half of it science and documentation, okay. and well, you know, that's, actual. He's extremely interesting. Then. He's the modern day Jacques Cousteau. Yeah, I mean, that's the best way to explain him. He's and, a brilliant guy. And if I remember correctly, not the, Steve Zazo. The pair that went down there in the fifties. You don't know who Steve Zazo is? <laughs> Shit me. Okay, sorry. Uh, the, the pair that went down there in the fifties or sixties, I believe, when they got to the bottom, there was so much silt that that went up, like they couldn't see anything. But can't. Yeah, they he, kicked up. Yeah, to the bottom. Yeah. He was supposed to be down there for, I believe, six hours, but there was a hydraulic leak in one of the arms in that sub. Because oh, he's supposed to, uh, wow. yeah, there, there was multiple things. He's supposed to take sediment samples, and there's also a this thing called like a sucker wait, wait, arm. Wait, 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 wait. Did he get the sediment samples? No, because the hydraulic oil failed. Fail. There's also a thing called a sucker <laughs> gun where it would actually suck up anything that he saw, like a little fish or whatever species are down there mm -hmm. to bring to the top to, you know, analyze. Um, but he's going to plan a return, which is awesome. But that, that, I mean, this is just blows me away. I'm totally fascinated by it. Yeah, I read an article today about uh, somebody talking about his expedition. And they said that, you know, the, the pictures that he shot, you know, if you watch his video, you know, you, you, you're coming down to the bottom of the, you know, the deepest part of the 
the earth. And if you're looking at it, you can actually see what looks like. And this is this sounds insane to me. Like I can't even comprehend this. I'd have to see what they're trying to tell me. But it, you're from his vantage point. He's looking down at the bottom, and it looks like you're looking at a beach, and there are waves. Waves. And then you're looking, and there's this river that's coming off the land, and this this water, like a pot, a pool of water, is on the bottom of the ocean, and it's under in underwater, the and it's flowing. Under, I, I can't. I don't happen? know. I can't comprehend what he, what they're trying to say to me. But yeah, it looks like you're just taking a picture of you're, you're in a plane and you're looking down at a a continent, seeing a beach and a river and an ocean and flowing water and that kind of stuff. It looks the exact same as when you're wow. miles. What is it? Eight over eight miles? No, down? Little, little over seven miles. Seven miles down, and you're seeing the same thing that you would see a mile in the air. Wow, seven, seven miles in the air. That's insane. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 where, I was a, it was a TED talk. You guys ever heard of the TED yeah, talk? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. It was yeah. a TED talk about a guy talking about James Cameron's expedition, and uh, he was talking about his video that he made and how it. And that's where he was saying it looked like you're looking at it. You're looking at a beachfront property. <laughs> it was wow. really weird. It looked like a, a pool of water at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> I can't comprehend that. Whatever. Now seven miles down, I'm like, and that's. Under the you know the water surface of the water, how far how far do you think that is like? I'm I think to answer your question, I think I know what you're going to say, but the crust is 20 miles, I believe. Okay, yes, yeah, exactly. Because I'm retarded, I don't yeah. know how far all that kind of crap is. So 20 miles is is the, the, crust. the crust of the Earth. Yeah, and then then so I believe it's mantle and then the core. Right? So that's still know, upper mantle, upper mantle, <laughs> but still seven miles down. Is, the es- it's called the asthenosphere. So he's oh, almost halfway like to the upper crust. Crust is twenty miles. Did I get almost. that right? The crust. I don't know how many miles the crust is, but yeah, I mean, it, I it think sounds it's about, about right, miles. relatively. Yeah, why not? Whatever. But the the like you say, I, the geologists, we don't even think of the term crust. Okay. Because yeah, I learned that in like elementary or because, you know <laughs> what you guys are taught is that the crust is what moves like plate tectonics, mm-hmm. but it's not. That's not the case. It's actually the asthenosphere, which also includes the upper mantle, is what mm. is part of the I feel gypped by my public education. I know. That's what happens in public education. <laughs> so there's there's the crust, then there's the upper mantle, then what is there? Lower mantle or Middle, is there a mid well, upper mantle, and then there's the yeah lower mantle, and then um, core upper core, and then the inner core. How, inner how, core is nickel, or is that the the outer core? There's iron and nickel, right? Yeah. They say nickel is the, the inner, inner core, core is iron. Okay, the outer core is nickel then? Might be. How like, far I could have swore, dude, the inner core was nickel. How far okay. is it from surface to surface, like through the earth? How many miles? How 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 the many The diameter of, of the earth? Yeah, basically. I Google it, Ben. I I am on it. It's I know like the five hundred. The circumference is about twenty six thousand six hundred miles, I believe my memory. To go all correct. the way around the outside. Yeah. yeah. Not like so the going through the diameter. The diameter of the Earth. What is I'm just trying to picture like how far seven miles is down. Like if I was looking from space, insignificant. Is it really? Yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, I, it would have to be. I mean, in, in uh, geologic scale, it's insignificant, but on, on a human scale, that's very significant. Yeah, seven because, miles below, and they're saying below sea level. Yes, that's you know that's impressive. The, now, di- how- the diameter of the Earth at the equator is seven thousand nine hundred and twenty-six point four one miles. Wow, so seven miles. What is that? Less than one percent. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> and now, no, that's that's the di- the diameter though. What are, what are you asking? The yeah, depth the, or no? No, the like, diameter of the Earth. Yeah, like halfway would be half yeah, of what you just sphere, said would be yeah. the center of the Earth, right? Yeah. 
Half, no, so half would be half of that. Yeah, exactly. So 35, <laughs> 4. Yes, half would be the half of that. <laughs> like roughly 3,500 miles would be to the middle of the, That's the, radius. the center of the earth. Right? Yes, exactly. The radius of the earth. Yeah. And he yeah. only went down seven miles. Now what about seven miles above sea level? And that's Mount Everest you, you were, it was yeah, saying? Yeah, Mount Everest is a little bit less than seven miles. Mount Everest is, is uh, 30,000 30, so 30, feet. So how crazy is it that we can go so many times 10 miles out in space and we're only going seven miles down under sea level think about that i mean we can go into space we can go to the moon we can you know we have satellites going to mars and whoever the heck how many miles away is that i probably a lot more than the diameter of the earth the pressure is just insane he said what was it Sixteen thousand pounds per square inch that's eight tons per square inch yeah but the vacuum of space I mean, that's the is same the, thing. Is the same, but maybe you, the opposite. Like, if, if he had a crack in his submarine, yeah. he would die in an instant. Yep. If you got a crack in your spacesuit, you would die in an instant. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but we can go but we can umpteen travel space times easily. further but out there, in space than we can to the middle of our own planet. Is there pressure in space? Yeah. Oh, vacuum. yeah, for sure. There's zero pressure. It's it, the opposite of what he was yeah. seeing. Yeah, I'm nowhere smart enough to comprehend. No, but I'm, I'm not either, but I can understand this, you dumbass dick. <laughs> <laughs> but what I can tell you is that it's it's a lot cheaper. And this is this is from my experience. Going into space? No, it's a lot cheaper to manipulate air than it is to manipulate water. Oh, that makes a little See? If you look at it that way, that makes a lot sense. more energy and effort. Well, there's to, no air out in space. But to get to space, it's a lot cheaper okay, to get to I got our you. atmosphere. Because water is more dense and yep. it's a different animal. Yeah, that's insane, though, man. But just think, we we're, we spend all this time trying to get away from our planet, and we can barely even look into in the side of our own planet. Well, the idea of getting away from the planet is in case some kind of force that's going to, like an asteroid, is going to impact. At least yeah. humanity will live on. There's more reason to go out there than there yeah. is to go. And that's why I say, you know, make internal. a moon, like a station on the moon. The reason why that is such a big deal is because then you wouldn't you would have a lot less gravity to you know launch off the moon than you would on Earth. So if you can set up a space station there, actually one of the why theories done that? there's a great because there's no money, but uh-huh. the great th- one of the my favorite show when I had TV my favorite show ever was the Universe on History Channel. You seen that beach at all? Absolutely. Yeah. Sure episode. There was uh, one of the because I knew you wouldn't watch that. <laughs> You're too busy watching good Charlotte documentaries. And <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. It was uh, Nickelback last week. But okay, so one of the reasons why they want to do a, or besides putting a thing on the moon, they they have an idea of attaching a cable from Earth. Bringing it up to where you're out of the atmosphere. Do you remember that. this episode? What kind yeah. of cable? Like a some hardcore cable where it's almost like an elevator. So like you, you wouldn't have to launch off and fight Earth's atmosphere. You could just lift up off this Connect elevator to it cable. And go up, and then once you're out of the atmosphere, then you can launch off while you're already in space, which would save what would a be bunch at the of top fuel. of that. It would just be hanging some around. sort of platform. I have no idea. And didn't they come up with different uh, scenarios? How like a storm or if a cable snapped, it could go across entire continents and wipe out things. It's a I terrible mean, idea. You're, you're creating a huge lightning rod. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, there's there's. I mean, it's theoretical, obviously, yeah, but yeah, but it's something. We, uh, the biggest thing about this. space we exploration. This. We need what? That cable. I think. Well, a lightning know, rod. Hell yeah, we need a new badass lightning rod. Yeah. But the biggest thing about that is just, you know, where you're fighting gravity at all times, right? And that's that's a big thing to overcome. It's a costly yeah. thing to overcome. And plus, the, the moon rotates. Oh, actually, Mm-mm. 
We always see the same yeah, side. Yeah, the, the moon. moon is landlocked. You only see the same side. But does it is it landlocked to Earth? What's that? Yeah. Okay, I don't understand so like, that part. Landlocked so like, the Earth the moon, you're always seeing the exact same part of the moon. We don't see the It doesn't That's why it's called around. the dark side of the moon cuz we never see yeah, that side. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Transformers are level over there, right? It's yeah. Transform- yeah. And there's <laughs> and alien, Pink Floyd. alien moon bases. <laughs> what was that new movie that came out? Apollo um, we were just talking <laughs> about this last part. Is that why you're saying that? Because we couldn't that. figure out which movie it was. You guys Apollo are 18. Wasn't Apollo 18? I have no idea. I'm pretty, sure it was, no idea. I'm pretty sure the movie was called Apollo 18. I have no clue what it is. <laughs> so Pink Floyd and Transformers live on the dark side of the moon. And we see every the other side. The side we see. And there's aliens in there too. Yep. I've been hearing a lot of like new speculation about these moon bases. <laughs> really? Yeah. But I mean. Okay. Why, okay. No. Why not? We are in the dark on so that, many things. I think he needs that computer. He's dinking around on his phone. Are you, look, are you trying to look something, something up, up, or are you just yeah, texting your wife or something? Texting. Okay, that's oh. fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's if fine. you were looking you something computer, up, you can use the laptop. Computer. Sorry. Okay, she has been warned. She, see, she <laughs> says she sees me. I told her to, to look on Ustream. So you have been warned. <laughs> you are making me non-productive. <laughs> Shout out to my wife, Christiana. I love What's you. What's up, Christiana? You are a good woman. I love you, too. <laughs> there it is. Yes. She's, she's I don't solid. Know if my man. wife would be able to find this channel on your stream. <laughs> she <laughs> might. She might not. I don't know. All right. Let's get back to this here. Let's focus here. Yeah, okay. Moon base, aliens, so, lightning uh, storms. But why not? Why can't... I mean, we've been left in the dark on so many different things that our governments... Our, our governments... I admire government your viewpoint here because no one knows. No one can be sure. I mean, we say that we've never been back to the moon, but pff, why not? You know? Yeah. I mean, I think that, that you know, there's just maybe we have and we just, they haven't told us. Like, why do we need to know? Or maybe we haven't been there at all <laughs> and they, they're they keeping that from us. If you think that we oh, know everything cool, okay. that our government does, you are the biggest fool in the world. There's so many things that are going on that Believe we have that. no idea. That we have no idea. Yeah. I agree. And if we did know, we would be chaos would happen. So there's you, so many like black ops and weird shit going like the, on. Area 51. I mean, that's a government thing, isn't it? Damn good. Kind of, yeah, no, it's a damn good. Point. Everybody's got speculations. People once every ten years. I worked at Area 51. Yeah, they got all sorts of fucking aliens and shit like that. And that's like, are. It, that's like the high knows? profile one. But what about all these other Area 50 quotes? You know that, that no one knows anything knows about. about you know? What about the facility under the Denver? International Airport. That's absolutely. Oh, I, I, the Nazi I did sign? hear something. <laughs> yeah. I did hear. Some, what's that all about? Oh, the there's airport. a huge conspiracy yeah. theory about the Denver International Airport. I mean, just just Google it. We don't want to get into it yeah, now, because I, I don't know either. It's whatever. I mean, there's conspiracy theories. Everywhere. Something crazy. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah. When can you ever know? You know. Have you guys seen the, a TV show Fringe? Yeah, heard of it. Yeah, never yeah. seen it. Yeah. Oh, it's you would love it. It's like a mod. It's like an X Files slash. Yeah. But it's a little bit cooler than X Files. Can't right. be cooler than X Files. Yeah, it nothing's is. Trust me, than it's X-Files. it's pretty sweet. It's got a the storyline's a little bit different, but it's. I mean, if you like anything like we've been talking about, it's you would love that yeah. TV show. It's the, excellent. It's the obscure theoretical science. Yes, love that stuff. It's great. Well, the my uh, the did you notice the backgrounds on my computer? Yeah, all the three. Yeah, they're yeah. all the different images. Whenever they go to a commercial, they yeah. plot those images. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. That's amazing. Well, you can only see one right now, but yeah, I got three three different ones who, on there. Can you see who's listening or watching us, or is, is that uh, a chat window or what? Uh, right now, that no one is. Someone was watching us a minute ago. We could have uh, been Christiana. Uh, we wife. should stop referencing UStream because no one watches it. No one knows that it's there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fine. 
Um, Sorry. <laughs> no, no problem at all. Uh, I just wanted to quick say something about X-Files since you brought it up. There's there's one episode of X-Files that's the most scary X-Files in the entire world. The guy that stretches his body out? No, it's called the, the Peacock inbred, Family. The inbred yeah. one, yes. Yes, I knew it. That I knew it. Is the Have you seen that one, Are Beach? they on Netflix now, X-Files? Yeah. And I Are actually... They? I found it on Google. Um, on on uh, YouTube? No, on Google, what episode it was on Netflix or what, what like series what ep- yeah, and what, what episode, episode. What season? I'm looking it up right now. Um, but that, it is by far the most messed up one. It is. It's, it's scary as hell. craziest. Oh, I've seen every single upside X-Files episode ever. And that one tops it. I you see I would I would probably get Netflix again just to watch X-Files. Dude, I mean, you can get just streaming for 8 bucks a month. Do you have cable at home? No. Well, there you go. You're not paying for cable. <clears throat> okay, yeah. the, it's called uh, Home is the, the title of the episode, and it is Season 4, Episode 2. It's on Netflix Instant Streaming. Once again, Season 4, Episode 2, write it down. It's called Home. That is by far the scariest X-Files and one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. It's a little dated, but it's still, it's, it was released it in up. October 11, 1996. But it, like I said, I saw it less than a year ago, and... I was pretty disturbed by it. It's, you know, it's they have great. a movie. They have a movie out, uh, an indie film coming. I don't know if it's coming out this year or next year called Inbred. That's basically about the same thing, but it's a actually a feature length movie about the same <laughs> kind of like Hills Have Eyes. That's a yeah, but this movie. looks way. I mean, you gotta go. You can look up the trailer on YouTube. Just type in Inbred 2012 trailer and okay. look it up. It is freaky. I'll check that out. Oh, later. dude, I got chills when I watched it the other day. <laughs> it's inbred? Inbred is the, is the mo- what the movie is potentially going to be called. Have you guys called. seen uh, Insidious? Yes. I have. I have. That's a, that's a I great have. movie. Oh, there's some See, freaky there, stuff in there's, that. There's certain movies, I don't know why, but there are certain movies that really get to me, and it's those. It's like the Paranormal, paranormal Activity, Insidious, mm-hmm. those, those demonic, like... The Last Exorcism or whatever those movies are. I don't know why, but those really get to me. Like, I love horror movies. I love thrillers. Mm. I watch them, you know, whenever you guys want to watch them. But those certain movies, for some reason... Get to you. I Like, I'll wake up in the middle of the night, and and I'm a baby, man. I'm just yeah, like... Now you're just the being I just a head over, you know, covers over the head, like... I. I don't know. I don't want to look outside. I don't want to look at anything. I just want to just be in the darkness and just not know what's sitting right next to me right now. You know, I'm just, I don't know why. It's crazy. I got to pee real quick, but I want to talk to you about sleep paralysis when I get back. Because that, that's, have you ever heard of yes, sleep paralysis? I sure have. Have you ever had it? Did you have it or did you I not? I have had it. You have? No. I have had it. Wow. Okay. Never. I'll be right back. I'm too much of a man for that kind of crap. Do you take naps? Never. You don't nap? Not since college. Never take, I don't have time to take okay, naps. Yeah, yeah. I used to. Um, I hate taking naps. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I will refuse to. Kind of jacks naps. up your day. For I mean, me, what do you got does. time? What, what do you got time to take? I mean, a nap? Some people really? do. I, I mean, mean you, got, you can do so many other things and take a nap. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a really big fan and an advocate for the 20 minute power nap, mm-hmm. like you know, the cat nap or whatever you want to say. Yeah, you can do that. I, I'd love. You know, I love doing that. I'll do that. You know, every once in a while. <laughs> Try to take that twenty minute nap. There's times like when I get home from work, you know, I get home at like five thirty six, whatever, and I just want to sit on the couch and just chill for a minute, and I might doze off, but it lasts like ten minutes, and I'm just like, oh, okay, well, screw that. Let's you heard, you heard one motto of my life earlier this mm-hmm. evening. Here's the second motto: is that you sleep enough when you're dead. So what's the point? For sure, <laughs> I totally agree. That's another motto of my life. But the only Write problem, that down. the only problem is I I 
one of the reasons I don't need to take a nap is because I love my wife to death and she goes to bed so freaking early. So I always half the time feel like I need to go to bed so freaking early. So sometimes I'm going to bed at 930 at night and I'm like, great, sweet. So I'm falling asleep and I'm asleep before 10 o'clock and I don't have to get up till like, you know, 645, 7. That's, that's a little too much sleep, I think. I need to be staying up till 1130, 12, 1230. Are you okay that you get that under control? Right. We're just ravaging that beer box. But yeah, so I don't, I don't, like a lot of times I get so much sleep during the night that I never need naps. I would love to just get seven, between seven and eight hours. Yeah. would be perfect. That's all you need. And even six hours is not that bad. There have been studies done that say that seven hours is, is, uh, the most productive that yeah. you can be. I would rather get six hours of sleep than nine hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, there was, I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was Newton or Einstein. One, one of the famous like physicists didn't believe that sleep was not good. And he would actually, when he went to bed, he'd, he'd keep a bowling ball in his hand. So when he fell asleep, it'd like fall out of his arms and the noise would wake him up again. And then there's some that would sleep way too long. I mean, sleep, has there been scientific studies that, like legitimate on a perfect amount of time? Because, you know, you hear the standard eight hours, but yeah. I mean... No, I've, I think it's I've less heard, than that. Yeah, I've heard studies that used to be eight hours was a good solid sleep. but I've For heard, g- growing children, maybe. But I, yeah, it might have been. I've heard studies that seven hours is when we perform uh, better, like at our peak. Now, have you heard... I, I read this recently. I wish I could remember exactly where and what it detailed, but somewhere where you sleep a little bit, then you wake up in the middle of the night and like socialize for a couple hours and then fall back asleep. Like it's called like a, have you, have you heard about that at all? Either of you two? Like what they do in Spain. Like they take siestas and take naps in the middle of the day. Type Are you thing? talking at night? No, no at night. Like you wake oh. up in the middle of the night, like two. And then a lot of people would kind of like go hang out. And I think it was because of electricity they, they is why that kind of ruined it. Yeah. Like they would socialize or, Who you know, that? if you're sleeping with your wife, you'd wake up and then like just, you know, read a book or talk for a couple hours and then go back asleep, like an intermittent schedule. I have not heard that. And I heard because heard of that. the lights, like because of electricity is when that kind of killed that schedule. I I think it was an article circulating on Facebook that I read recently. You know, like I, I wish I could remember it. Interesting. No, I, I don't know. I mean, Hockey. if anyone out there listening, Google it, you know. Um, but I guess let me jump into sleep paralysis real quick. Uh do you want to tell your story, Beach, first, or do you want me to? I mean, how do you? Well, what what, what is sleep paralysis? Because I'm not. I'm, I've heard different things, but I'm unsure of what exactly it is. Um, basically, sleep. Okay, when you when you go to sleep, when you have REM sleep, your body is given a natural. Um, it, your body's paralyzed. REM is rapid eye sleep. movement. Yeah, it's is that the deep sleep. It's like when you're when you're dreaming. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and the reason why you get paralyzed is because they found out later that. If you weren't paralyzed, you act out whatever you're dreaming. They put in an uh, inhibitor of whatever makes you get paralyzed when you're in deep sleep in cats. I watched a documentary on dreams and sleep. So they put this chemical in cats that make them not paralyzed when they sleep. And all of a sudden, they're sleeping and they're getting they're going up. crazy. They're not going crazy, oh, but they're, they're, they're chasing mice. They're chasing things and batting at things. In their dreams. Yeah. So when you see a dog sleeping, he's like running. He's, yeah. My dog dream. does that. My yeah. Dog my dog does too. He's chasing something, you know. I mean, he's, they're acting out their dreams, and that's why your body has this thing, so you don't actually act out your dreams and hurt yourself. Well, in rare instances, you wake up from that REM sleep, and you do not—you're um, still paralyzed, even though you're awake. Mm-hmm. And that's why they call it sleep paralysis. 
There's also like heavy auditory hallucinations and just mass confusion. When I did it, you know, it was probably four years ago when I had it. And I don't know if I've heard of sleep paralysis before that. I might have just, you know, I didn't look into it. I might have heard the term or whatever. But when it happened to me, I woke up and all I could do was just move my eyeballs. Like I could not move my body no matter. I, could, so I was were aware. Awake. You were awake? I was awake, but I could not move. I'm... I could move my eyeballs. I'm like, all right. I was just more confused I've ever been in my entire life. I slipped or something. I tried to move my arms. I couldn't. And then all of a sudden, I hear this, like, tormented screaming out my window. Like, screaming for what? help. Are you sure this wasn't a dream? This is 100% fact. I rem- Look at like, my arm. See the hair standing up my arm right now? I see, see it. See the goosebumps? No, I, I don't. You don't? Look no. closer. Get closer, man. I can't see them. I can well, see it from here. Either way, I mean, this is this. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm okay. not bullshitting you. 100 okay. percent truth. Hand in the Bible. Totally believe you. Um, and I heard these tormenting screams, and I just couldn't do anything about it. I was extremely confused. Why am I awake? But I can't move. And I'm like, all right. I guess the only thing I can do at this point. What is that noise? It, it's the heater. I think. Gosh, the heater that scared the hell out of me. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was like an airplane crashing in your <laughs> yeah. room. I'm like but ready to throw these off, and these <laughs> microphones cool. pick it up pretty well. Uh, so anyway, I'm like, all right, well, I don't know what's going on. I, I was just more confused than I could than I've ever been in my entire life, and I, so I tried just sleeping it off or whatever. And eventually, was this like in the middle of the night? Yeah, I think it was actually like, during harvest or during planting season, where my my sleep was was crazy because I work until late. you know, yeah, like I don't know when I wake up or when I go to sleep. Go it's to sleep late, wake up early. Fifteen hour days, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah. so my sleeping pattern is is crazy. So it was like three in the morning type of thing, or no? I think this not was even. like. Eight o'clock at night, I got home from oh, a long day. What? It was, Eight o'clock at night? Yeah, it was still. I think I went for a nap and then just like fell asleep. Um, but I know in China they have, they have a, a they call it like a ghost that sits on chest because it's it's pretty familiar. Yep. It's common where something feels like a pressure down on your chest. I didn't feel pressure down on, on my chest. I didn't see anything. I just remember hearing just these terrible screams calling my name and not being able to do anything besides move Dude, my eyes. Dude, that is freaky. Yeah, and then I guess I since then I kind of Googled around what the hell just happened, you know, when it was sleep paralysis. How long did it last? Five, ten minutes. Holy crap. Yeah. So you, like, felt helpless. Literally, yeah. You're that awake, was one of the most terrifying. You move. Exactly. The most terrifying thing that's ever happened. But nothing was really going on, but you heard the screaming or right. whatever. Exactly. And Dude, terrifying. I would have probably pissed my pants. And uh, Or maybe you couldn't even piss your pants. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you could have, but I I didn't. But it was it, I eventually snapped out of it or, or woke. I think I fell asleep actually, and then woke up later. You know, and just like wow, that was insane. And I looked up. I think it happens to 25 percent of people at least once in their life. Mm. Majority of people never experience it. You had a similar situation. Yeah, I I uh, <laughs> I was asking Ryan earlier that um, asking about if he takes naps because uh for some reason with me it only it only happened with me when i took naps really yeah and um well that makes sense mine happened like seven or eight at night mm-hmm. so i was kind of taking a nap that's true so but it but it and also to correlate with that was you know i was in college and i was you know you know you're a full-time student and i was on the track team and you know we're working out i'm working out six seven days a week and completely exhausted. Exhausted, yeah. And for sure. so naps, like I took naps whenever I could, whenever I could. And uh, for some reason, it, it always happened uh, when I took naps. It happened more than once. Yeah, oh. I, I I remember two specific incidents, incidences. Um, is that right? Incidences. 
incidences. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but call me. I don't know how I talk. <laughs> <dumbass>. <laughs> but I but I I think it happened more that I don't remember. But uh, two stories. One, the first story. Uh, I was just at my house, my parents' house. You've been there. Yep. Uh, you've been there. Yeah. Um, and I was just sleeping in my bed. It was in the afternoon, and and I always slept with a fan on because I like the noise of the fan. But I, I love uh, the fan too. Yeah, me too. It's awesome. Just, it's you know I think it's a, a a primitive thing. Like when we're in the womb, it, it just soothes us. For sure, a fan in the womb. A fan? It's, what? Is there a fan in the womb? It's just the noises oh, the you noise, hear. The, the heartbeat in the womb. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the blood flowing. Let's talk about being in the womb. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, how does how <laughs> does being in the womb have anything no. to do with sounding of a fan? <laughs> it's just white noise. Yeah, the white noise. Yeah, and I'm yeah. Um, but but I I remember you know, I, I, it's funny because I just explained this to somebody today because we were talking about sleep paralysis. Are you shitting me? Yeah. Wow. Why is it everything we talk about? I just talked about this yesterday. No one's gonna believe that you know with somebody. Every single freaking thing we come on. I talked about this yesterday, today, yeah. it's morning. Um, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Don't apologize to me. Um, you're, you're right. I'm sorry for apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I just took a nap, and then uh, I, and the, the best way that I could explain it was uh, that you wake up, and uh, you're paralyzed, like Ben said, but you're in that 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 altering state where that you're aware enough that you know where you are and you know you're in your room and you're in your bed, but you're still dreaming. Like you still have the ability to dream because your body is asleep and paralyzed. So you can still dream while being awake. Whoa. Okay. So um, what I what I experienced was I'm awake laying in my bed just staring and I can, like what Ben was saying, I can, I can only move my eyes. And um, looking around my room, and everything was completely normal. Right. And I had my fan on, and all of a sudden, through my fan, like you said, you had this audible experience. I had. It's funny that you said that because I had the same audible experience where my fan turned into radio transmissions, and I could hear radio stations just it, like scrolling through radio stations, like you know, like this. You know, this station would be on for a second, and then. It, and then this station would be on for a second, and this station would be on. Weird. Wow. And, and so on and so forth. Hair again is standing yeah, up my arms. just ours. crazy, crazy audible experiences. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, paralyzed, and I don't know what's going on. But then, I, you know, I start having these visual experiences where my brother walks in my room and was telling me a story about his day. And he comes and he sits on my bed. I remember the story. You do remember the you story? You told me. I think you told me this before. I might have, Yeah. But he sits on my bed, and I could feel the weight shift. Like, you know how you, when, you, when you're laying in a bed and somebody mm-hmm. sits on the bed, you, and your weight shifts, and you kind of slunch over? I felt that. You know, I could feel that, and I could see him there. But you knew he wasn't there. But, yeah. But I, from that sense, I knew that this has to be a dream because I knew he wasn't there. And then, like, the same thing that Ben said, like, I fell back asleep. And then I woke up, and then I remembered these experiences. And I talked to my brother about it, and he said, no, I haven't been home at all. So, wow. I, so I had this dream that he came, but I could see him. I could see my room and have the experience that he was there, but he wasn't ever there. So that was my first experience. My second experience was w- way wilder. This is insane. <laughs> I was, um, 
I was uh, installing pools over. Uh, I was in college now, and I remember I was in. I was uh, my college job was I, I I installed above ground pools with Luke Terpstra. Oh, nice! Yeah, second time we brought him up in this yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah, we should. He's he's a You're good in guy. love. Yeah, he's no, he's a good man. We should <laughs> have him on sometime. Anyway, yeah. uh, but um, <clears throat> and I I worked with him one summer and, and we installed above ground pools and when there was a storm or a crappy day, you know, you don't work because you can't. I mean, we're outside, right? So we can't try to. We can't really install a pool when it's shitty out. So you get. You get, you know, you call in and say, "Oh yeah, we're not going to do anything today," and so you stay home, or you work for. The, in this case, we worked for the afternoon, and then it, we got done with our one job, and then you know the weather was looking bad, and so our boss, you know, our boss, aka his cousin, mm-hmm. <laughs> was like, "All right, let's just go home. Let's, whatever, we'll call it a day. We've done plenty." It ended up being like a beautiful day, and 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 I, this is when I lived. Uh, near uh the college in allendale that was an awesome house by the way i love that yeah it was we a had great, a great time there <laughs> so you know i went back to that house and i and, and i took a nap there so both of these occurred during daytime yeah during these, naps during naps yeah wow yeah and uh and i uh oh shoot i'm thinking of another experience okay well i'm just gonna tell this one so i take my nap and and then i have this same thing where i'm i'm awake i see my room and 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 so the weird thing is that I thought the first one was probably just a dream because, you know, I know what my bedroom looks like and I can dream about what my bedroom looks like, right? But when I'm living in a different house, I don't know it that well. Mm-hmm. So what I remember from this experience was that I wake, well, I woke up, I look around with my eyes, and I know ex- everything that's there. Everything is where it should be, and and but I'm not familiar with that that room. So how can I have that experience? You know. Um, and then I'm watching TV and the TV is on. And again, I have my fan going. So for, from, for me, and you're from dreaming right now, you had the TV on or you actually had, the I TV did not, on? I'm dreaming. I had the TV on, okay. but from my, from what I experienced my first time is that I'm thinking that because my fan was on, that I was having these radio transmissions again, that I was making these audible experiences happen in my dream state, but I was awake looking around and then I was visualizing a TV being on. And so the radio station, I was able to to really focus on this time before it was always changing station, but this time I was really able to focus on it, and it was a it was a weather station, of course. And what else would it be? And it was talking about this severe storm that was going on, and there was a tornado warning in effect, and that you know this hay, you know lots of uh, damaging winds and hail that was going on, and, and they were telling people to take cover. And I just remember this, and and all of a sudden the radio says, "Hey Brian, Brian." Are you going to chase it? Wow. And that was it. And then and then I snap this time I snapped out of it. Okay? This is wild. So I snap out of it. Wait a second. So your eyes were open during this time too yeah. and you were and then you snapped out like all I of a sudden you snapped out of move it. your body yeah. at that point. And then I snapped out of it and I'm like what was that? And then I I realized, well, I'm in the same room that I was seeing, but in my fan is on. But no more noise. My TV is off. Wow, okay? man. So what I do is instantly turn on my TV. And what's on TV? Bill Steffen. Bill mother effing Steffen. And you know what he's talking about? A tornado warning that's in effect in a nearby wow. city. And he's talking about the torrential hail and damaging winds that are occurring. And the TV was off when you snapped out of it. And I snapped out of it and it was, the TV was off. 
So what did you think when I that happened? I have no you? idea. I, I actually called. I called. I think I remember calling somebody. I can't remember who it was, but I was like, I got to tell you what just happened. This is crazy. So you were freaking out, understandably, then. Yeah, I mean, you were blown away. I, by I was. I was like, it was like excitement. Like maybe I can see the future. Slash, this is scary because you know how do you? What is this? What if there are these blips in the matrix? You know where? Yeah. Where you know you, reality just gets a little warped every once in a while. Well, I have this other this other theory is is with dreams. Because um, no one knows what dreams is on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just random dreams. synapses at this point. That's all we know about them, correct? Yeah. In the brain, just random synapses. It's electrical impulses just yeah. misfiring, you know, and, and hitting, hitting memories in your, in your brain. No rhyme or reason, random, right? Random memories. So, um, uh, yeah. Uh, so my idea with dreams is that, you know, we always hear that we all have souls. Well, those, those, those of us who believe that we have souls, we have souls, right? So when we dream, you know, the Bible says that our soul never rests. Mm-hmm. So when we dream, why, why can't our souls travel to different parallel universes and experience hey. these things that they bring back maybe as memories, as short-term blips in our electrical impulses that we remember as dreams? But they're actually real experiences in parallel universes that are existing where our souls aren't necessarily, um, uh, I guess, established. <laughs> or wh- so, or wh- so hold on, or go ahead, Mott. I was going to say, who's to say that these parallel universes don't exist and that our souls are going between them or whatever at the same, you know, when we're sleeping or whatever. Little little yeah. disclaimer for everyone out there listening right now. We are just talking theoretical. <laughs> I'm sure this is going to sound really crazy to everyone, this but... So my question then is: So you say everyone has souls? How could we? How could our soul be in two places at one time? If there's multiple dimensions, they're not in two be? places at one time. We have one soul that can just travel to different dimensions. Yeah. Well, then our bodies, our bodies can can exist in multiple universes. So are you? Do you believe in the multiverse theory? I do, and, and uh, I want to. For those that don't know, what multiverse is basically that um, there's parallel universes where every other. Imagine your life, every single decision you make in your life, whatever the decision. So say today I decided to wear my hat. Well, there's another dimension out there, parallel universe, where I didn't wear my hat. And I have a red shirt instead of a, a plaid shirt. And, you know, there's just every single combination of things happened in different universes. That, that's the multi-theory verse, right? Yeah. In, in a nutshell, exactly. basically. Yeah. There's, there's an endless possibility of... Uh, paths that you can take in life. Every possible outcome happened in a different different universe. But it's all. But it's not ridiculous. It's like something that could yeah, happen I mean, in our life. Infinite. It, there, there's infinite scientists that back that theory up. Because um, universe means uni means one. Mm-hmm. Multi means many, obviously. And I guess, I don't know. You, 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 we've talked about this drunkenly over a bonfire before but there's there's a concept called the impossibility to to traverse the infinite which basically means that infinity is just a theoretical thing and it can't be in the physical realm like like numbers can be infinite but physical objects cannot because um say i have an infinite amount of marbles if i took all the marbles and line them in a line you know yeah, yeah, an infinite amount of marbles, and I good. took all the odd number of marbles and taken them away. Then the marbles left are infinity, and the marbles I took away were infinity. And then I'm sure I'm losing 
Well, me. Yeah, no, for I'm sure. <laughs> so, say, okay, Mala, so say I, I have a line of marbles that are go from here to infinity. Okay. If I take all the odd number of marbles, like one, three, mm-hmm. you know, five, whatever. One, and, three. Yeah, you can go higher than that. Then. Yeah, not of this <laughs> one, point. One, three. Uh, <laughs> what comes after four? One, three, five, seven, nine. You know. <laughs> so anyway, you all take the- all those out. I have an infinite amount of marbles here, and I have an infinite amount of marbles here. Yep. And if I took the infinite amount of marbles away, I still st- I still end up with the exact same amount that I started with, even though I took an infinite amount away. So you see yeah. how there's a yes, yes. there's a I, breakdown in understanding in that theory. For sure, I, I so they you. call it the impossibility to traverse the infinite because in a physical it's sense, it's impossible to comprehend. Yeah, that. and how can you reach infinite? If I had a pile of marbles, I keep adding one pile to get to infinity. What's well, stopping me to get another marble? You're basically saying one? how can you split infinity? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The same way going to the smaller scale. Instead of adding up, going down, you can keep splitting things in half and half and half and half. But mm-hmm. physically, you just can't do that. I think that For you sure. can just always have an infinite number of marbles. Like if you say you're going to have take away every odd number of marble and, and take that away and still have an infinite number, you're still just having different lines of infinite number of marbles. But but physically speaking, how could you you'd run out of material and mass in the entire well, universe to reach infinity? Are we physically speaking, or are we? That's just what I, that's what I'm saying. Theoretically, that, that, that's what the, the the concept of the impossibility to traverse the infinite means. You can't do it in a physical realm. It's only in numbers or some theoretical. For realm. sure, gotcha. And that perpetuates the multiverse theory. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's one of the reasons. And also, yeah. like, uh, oh, what was I just going to say? I sounded really smart when I said that, didn't I? I can you smell did. what you're stepping on. Damn. So, okay, here, here's a question, I guess, in our terms, which you're, you're a lot smarter than I am, Beach. I would not say that. No, I Are think, you kidding me? No, I think you are. You totally are. Yeah, <laughs> good. I think anyone would agree with that. But, okay, so say our universe, we know from Hubble... Back in, I believe, the 60s when he came with the uh, the theory called the cosmological redshift, right? Yeah. He looks at distant galaxies, sees more red wavelengths coming at us, therefore uh, proving that the universe is expanding. Yep. Okay, so now if our universe is expanding, we know that it's at one point. Einstein was kind of pissed off about the idea of the universe not being eternal because it doesn't make sense. So now that it's expanding, we know it came from one point. What is the end of that point? You know what I mean? It's it all depends on your concept of, or your idea of a, a closed system or is it an open system? What do you, what do you mean by that? Like a closed system universe means that there are set rules in place where that there are limits to that universe. An open system is where there are no limits to that that you can have infinite. You know? Uh, you got to dumb it, that down for me. <laughs> you got to dumb that down for me, bro. You, there, you can't you can't make arguments for infinite or um, uh, an expanding universe if you don't already have the concept of a closed or open system in mind. Okay, so if you have a closed system in mind, that means that there are limits, so that you can't have infinite. So that in that sense, then what you're saying is correct: is that you, if you had an infinite number of marbles in a closed system. Then, if you took one third, you know, every odd marble away in that closed system, then you would have half of an infinite, which is infinite in itself. Right, half of, half of infinite is infinite, but it's in a closed system, so there's an end to it. Yeah. Right. Right. But in an open system, then you don't have those limits. There are no limits. But again, I get that's where it, it goes from theoretical, from physical to theoretical, because you 
Yeah, you exactly. run, you eventually run out of mass in the entire universe, as mind-boggling as that is. You eventually run out there, of mass. There, four percent of of the universe is is made of matter. Did oh, you know and that? Then, yeah, and 4%. the other is the other. The vast majority is dark matter, is antimatter. Yeah. So, I I I have I can understand that. Like I can I can comprehend that. I mean, as Fringe hard as that science. sounds, as hard as that sounds, I can comprehend that. All we see, I mean, you're talking everything in this room, everything in the universe, okay, all the stars, okay, there are billions of stars, but all of what we see is only 4% of what exists. And let, let me give you a dumbed down version. Of matter. You let, know? let me give a dumbed down version of what you're saying too. If you take our solar system, um, you know, just our planets and our sun, and if you take the sun, that contains 99% of the mass in our solar system. So all of our really? planets, moons, asteroid belts, all that is 1% of the mass compared to the, the sun. sun. The sun contains 99% of the mass in our solar system, which that in itself just just blows me away. That blows my mind. That's how big the sun is. It's amazing. And Beach, did you did you see those videos that we talked about? Uh, it was a couple weeks ago where that, that mass was er, – was yes. it a mass going? Was it on your podcast, the last podcast, or was it some no. else? No, I heard you guys talking Those about Those crazy stuff. things coming off of the sun, or either people were saying this they were UFO alien. UFO that was yeah. siphoning energy but from the sun. Coronal cavity or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. So was that something co- going into the sun or coming Dude, out I of have, the sun? I am not going to even act like I See, have I any this. idea what I that because something. I heard the, the, I heard the story on this. Have you seen the video? Here, I'll show you the video. No, right I heard now. I heard the story that the photo was just it was a it was a time lapse photo, mm-hmm. and so the way that it was portrayed was that it looked like there was something there, but yeah. really there wasn't anything there. It have you seen the, like Have you seen the video at all yet? I didn't see the video. Oh, they were just photos, weren't so they? So you're talking about a video we no. haven't seen. Awesome. You but, thanks, geologist. To look at this. Is this is this a video though? Yeah, it's a video. Yeah. Like, was it a video that NASA made or was it? A yeah, video it's that from the Soho. No, it's a video that I made. Yeah, a lot, a lot whipped it up in Adobe Premiere. All right. Do I have to come over here and look at it? <laughs> no, I'll turn the thing. Give me a second here. I gotta find it. All right, I'm gonna go. It's crazy, dude. <laughs> I mean, you could you could kind of say think both sides of it. It could be. It could be something like the the story was oh an alien spacecraft sucking energy from the sun, but on the other hand, when it was either you or someone else explained to me where it was what's it called the the corona the coronal cavity coronal cavity. Um, again, I mean this is way over my head. I cannot even act like I know what I'm talking about, so I'm not really going to. I just know it's it's an absolute. It's an absolutely fascinating video. Yeah, nonetheless, it's it's insanely – it's hard to comprehend what it actually is. Um, I guess just Google uh, – I'll find out here in a second. But basically, it's – there's a black sphere next to a sun. I mean, this is a NASA satellite or a NASA telescope or, you know – Well, we already talked camera. about it last time. We were just going to give – Beach the video. We can give it to him later. That's no big deal. Yeah, it just shows it sucking plasma off the sun or, or some kind of exchange. It's a very weird but thing. But did you ever hear of any f- finite explanation of what it actually was for real? Whether Because specu- there's lots of speculation on what it was. Um, Do you think it was one way or another? I, you, I'm guessing you didn't think it was a UFO sucking energy from the sun. Yeah. Was it part of just something... It was just a weird shape coming off the sun from all that 
I don't know. Again, I don't. I you don't even. In my eyes, know. it was just a very weird video. Here, put this by your computer here. Give me some I, of that. I just want to hold on. Let me make sure. Yeah, it would right do me no good here. to throw it up here because there's no audio. I don't think it's just. It's no, just, th- no, there's no audio. It's just visual. It's just visual. And it's not. I just can play some good Charlotte though while you watch it. Maybe that'll make it sound look cooler. <laughs> you do this to yourself, Ma. Yeah. You do this to yourself. I'm just hey, perpetuating Beats, the did you know song. the the story behind that? He actually owned a good Charlotte CD. Yeah, I, I saw did. it. I heard it. <laughs> he heard found a cracked CD case. He never actually found the uh, the actual CD. The CD was framed above your bedpost, man. Yeah. What are you talking? Why? I don't know why you got to be like, you know, denying it. Because I'm. Okay. Yeah. A compulsive liar. This is uh here you go. All right. So this is just I guess you can describe what you're seeing. Just hit play on that. Okay. And, um, and bump around the microphone some more. That's awesome. <laughs> Dumbass. Breaking unidentified object SUNY March 11, 2012. Was that March 11? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That, so yeah, it, wasn't two, it was like 2 weeks ago. Yeah. Or 3 weeks ago. Uh, 2 weeks ago, 3 weeks ago. All right, I'm seeing the sun. I'm seeing the corona. There was a massive ejection right there. Okay. Oh, you said massive. Yeah, I don't think there was a mass ejection. Doesn't it look like something is. Well, you see the black sphere, right? With the. Black sphere? What are you talking about? Are you blind, son? No, I'm not blind. Let me uh, check the video again. That's a coronal mass ejection. No, but there's. Hold on. Anyway, we should talk about <laughs> yeah, something this, here. Yeah, this is a big fail right there. But regardless, uh, no, it doesn't look like anything's okay. that, ejecting that, from the sun. It looks like something is that's our going sun. towards the sun, and it's sucking energy oh, out of it. something's going toward the sun? It looks like something is sucking that. energy out, and then it leaves. That's what it looks no, like. I didn't see that. Well, you didn't see the whole video. <laughs> it doesn't look like anything's coming out of the sun. I just saw a coronal mass ejection. That's what I saw. And you know what that actually means? What what a coronal mass ejection is? Yeah, those happens all the, those happen all the time. Yeah, like you you heard of um, these solar flares that happen. These now are if, just very large scale coronal mass ejections. And if that happens all the time, then this video wouldn't be that big a deal. But this video was a a huge. I mean, who knows how many video or uh, views it got within two days of it hitting YouTube? Like uh, like what you you know what I'm saying? Yes, I know what if, you're saying. If, if that's a common thing, or maybe it's not so common, but. It wouldn't be portrayed like that on YouTube if it was. Well, who knows? YouTube is YouTube, so all you need is a good picture. Yeah, true, that's true. Something to tell a story on. That's all you need. But it doesn't look like when you say. Uh, I mean, you want my objective opinion. What, I looked at that for the first but, time. Yeah, but when I you say ejection, video. doesn't that mean something is coming out of the sun? Those happen all the time. The sun, yeah, they do. That's the like sun a that doesn't look like it's coming ejection. out of the sun at it's all. Not, it looks like it's going towards the sun. It's not the same video we saw. Yeah, we got to find that yeah, video. I can't not. find it. On okay, the, on the we'll, we'll show like you this. later. Okay, yeah. it's no biggie. Um, real quick though, since you brought up uh, you know solar flares, there was one that happened in 1859, which no, I believe I, I referenced. This I is quick. You're going to like this. He didn't bring up flares of yeah i wanted to to make a correction to you for this for the solar flare yeah of what one 1859 what's the what's the correction i was gonna say it wasn't a solar flare it was a supernova no no can you google that yeah i have it on wikipedia right here all right so what's a solar flare actually it's it's from a cme right because a solar flare doesn't emit light and you said that no the the solar flare that's what 
creates the aurora borealis. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. That that's what I'm saying was lit up so much that you could read a newspaper. By yes. It. Okay. So here's what's crazy. But I've heard the same story, same exact story, but somebody said it was a supernova. No. That you could read a newspaper at night because it was so bright. Maybe that was more recent. Maybe it was like 1950s or something like that. We would definitely hear about that. No, a supernova, if, if you could read... No, there's no way. If you could read a newspaper at night from a supernova, we'd be... You could. There, there was a... We need, I think okay. the only... The I'll look only, this up for next what time. What would happen? What would happen if that would happen? Would a happen? recent supernova, you, it would be as bright as the moon on a clear night. No, that, I know exactly what you're talking about. They're saying if Orion, which is going to supernova soon, Orion's, uh, you know... I mean, I'm sorry, Betelgeuse. Soon is relative. Betelgeuse is, is the red star in the constellation of Orion. That is going to supernova anytime. It's 640 light years away. What's anytime mean? Like anytime 100 mean, years? Well, think about it this way. This will blow your mind. Since it's 640 light years away, that means whatever we're seeing, when you look at Orion in the night sky, was you're seeing what it was 640 years ago. So that light, thing. Light years ago. Well, no. It takes light one, you know what I mean? It would be what you're looking at 640 hey, Dick, years stop ago. stop effing this up. What? We're, we're agreeing on that, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're trying to confuse me there for it's a second. Light years. So it, it's basically at the end of a star, it could supernova. But if it, if it did supernova 649 years ago, we or, wouldn't. I'm sorry, 639 years ago, we'd see it next year. Yeah. Because it takes it's so far away, it takes light that long to get to us. Some of these in, stars in contrast, don't exist anymore, yeah. Yeah, exactly. In contrast, it takes only eight minutes for the sun to, to hit us. And mm-hmm. it takes one second for the moonlight to hit us. So whenever you see the sun going down the horizon, right when it's on top of the horizon, mm-hmm. the sun's already below the horizon. You're just seeing it because it takes eight minutes for those lights to hit us. For sure. Okay, so now we're kind of jumping around here. But there, there was a thing called a solar flare back in 1859 that was so powerful, it hits our... Uh, our atmosphere and it, it interacts with our magnetosphere, which creates the Northern lights. Or if you're on the Southern hemisphere, the Southern lights. Um, but in 1859, even on the equator, you could see it like the entire world could see this from, from the Rockies. They had reports saying the miners in the Rocky, in the Rocky mountains, they would, wo- they woke up thinking it was, and they started making breakfast thinking it was morning because it was so light outside. On the East Coast, you go out and read a newspaper. That's how light it was outside. That's how light the that's how bright the Northern Lights were. Can you imagine that? I could imagine it. Yes, I would like. You, to, have you seen the Northern Lights yeah. before? I'd like I you to Google no the most recent supernova. I, I think because there was that one before. that was studied. There was one that stu- that was like maybe the eighties with it with a naked studied. eye. You're saying? Yeah, yeah. That was a long time ago. I'll do it right now. Yeah, let's Google that. But um. The most visible supernova, or what am I, what am I searching most for? Most recent supernova. The most recent visible supernova well, to sure. naked eye. Sure. Because if, if you do the most recent supernova, you're going to get lost. I think I think you're going to come up with the same thing though. Most recent visible. How long do you think that well, that was? I think it was 80s, early Na- 80s, 1980s. Yeah. Because we were able to study it. When was the most recent visible supernova? Yahoo Answers. We know that's totally legit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's it going to um, give me, baby? Come on. Yesterday. <laughs> I've got lottery tickets in my pocket. Let's see how lucky I am. <laughs> Mega millions. Hey, if you win that, would I, can you give me at least $1 million? Oh, absolutely. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> you will have a million dollars as well, Ryan. I want a million dollars into this podcast studio. 
Could we? You have... got to get work on that studio. Yeah, there. Ryan, you got plenty of room. You know, to I have expand. A, an empty room out there, right? Plenty of room to expand. I'm, I've seen it. We were, I, we were gonna st- we were I'm, gonna start abandoning there, weren't we? We we might have. I <laughs> can't remember that. I, <laughs> last time or not last time here, but the time before. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. It. <laughs> I remember I, am, I jammed on Third Eye Blind, and then we talked about, oh, we got to get that room soundproofed, and then we'll put a studio hey, in there. That's what's good. That's what that room is planned for. I wow. know, man. Beach, uh, you are right. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> 1980s. It was 1987, which was yes. visible at night, but not in the daytime. It wasn't very bright; only about a third magnitude star. As pointed out by others, it was only visible in the southern hemisphere. Most. Um, uh, and, it, uh, it's classified as a nova and not a yeah. supernova, but has been the brightest seen for a number of years because rel- relatively close. Most Only, studied. air quotes, 6,400 light years away. Yeah. No brighter nova or supernova has been since seen. Okay. Awesome. I'm glad I learned I, that today. You, everybody they write say, that down. What is, it? what is it? March 29th, 2012, Brian was right. <laughs> <laughs> Brian but was they say right. when Orion supernovas... That it's oh, going to be you say Orion, but there's I'm like sorry, 20 why stars. Do I keep saying Orion, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice okay. is in the constellation Orion. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's Correct. it's the it's Which, the orange star in the belt. No, it's like the shoulder. Okay, if you're looking at the belt, it's the top left shoulder. So that's 2012. We're going to die when that happens. Nope. There was uh, I posted this probably two a year or two ago on Facebook. They said that uh, it's been growing. Like ten percent in the last decade or two. Which what you know, is that star classified as? Is it a red dwarf? Red giant. Red giant. Yeah. Yeah. Giant or super giant. I heard. But they say when it happens, if it happens at night, it's going to be brighter than the full moon. And if it happens during the daytime, it'll still be a light source in the sky competing with the sun. Can really? you imagine that? Because it's so that it's that close. It's the second biggest explosion in the universe second only to the to the can big you, bang can you pull up the size of beetlejuice when's it gonna happen son Absolutely. yeah because i think that ryan would really appreciate the size of beetlejuice compared to, to our, our sun? sun okay because when you compare yeah, I, our sun and our and our earth okay mm-hmm. so our earth is a marble and yep. our sun is like softball or uh, no it's it's a watermelon <laughs> bigger a <laughs> go on big bertha <laughs> If a girl couldn't be named Big Bertha, what is a very big sphere? Um, Earth. Okay, so our our Earth is a marble, and the Sun is the size of the Earth. That's pretty much a like good, what it really is. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Okay, okay, okay. I can visualize well, that. Our Sun now is the marble, and Beetlejuice is holy balls, dude. The All Earth. right, here really? I can give you the computer. Yeah. This is really like yeah. Again, amazing. the hairs on my arms are standing up. Beetlejuice that is, sounds ridiculous. Is amazingly massive. Okay, it's yeah. incomprehensible. Incomprehensible. Okay, guys, if yep. you're listening, Google uh, the size of our sun compared to Beetlejuice. Go ahead, Beach. Just take a look at the top. Just look yep. at the picture diagram. Yep. Scroll down. Yeah, because it's showing like three different diagrams. Yeah, what you want me to do is explain what I'm seeing. No, I mean you look at it and then you can pass it to Milad right. or whatever. So yeah, I, I mean. see, I see Earth, Venus, Mars, Mercury, Pluto. Earth is biggest out of Venus, Mars, Mercury, and Pluto. Next image I'm seeing is Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus. Ben, stop showing me your ass. Neptune, Earth, Mars, and then it, it's too small for me to see. So basically, Jupiter is is um, is making Earth look like uh, a marble. This looks like the dumbest website I've ever seen in my life. Okay, you see this? Yeah, I okay. see a bunch of balls. So there, so there's Earth, and there's yep. Venus. Okay, so there's Jupiter, 
And then Earth okay. is... Scroll down. Scroll down. The bottom there. See that? Scroll that shit down, son. Okay. Scroll it down. <clears throat> okay, so I see it. Image by image, we're seeing Earth is smaller and smaller. There's our sun. See how, so, okay. how big and our sun is? We got little teeny tiny little dots. Yeah, Earth is this like, this dot yep, next to sun. For sure. Okay. So then we go down further. And then what do we see? Is that... I can't read those words. That's, that's Arcturus. Whatever that is. Is the big orange. And then the small one is... Our sun, I'm guessing. Now that's Pollux. We don't care about that crap. Okay, so... Okay, Ryan... Where'd, where'd so our sun go? <laughs> our sun... It's the small one right there. So oh, okay. That, okay, so there's Arcturus, there's sun. <laughs> this is great. So that, that does put it in perspective. <laughs> there's Betelgeuse... <laughs> wow. So it is basically like Aldebaran. a thousand times bigger than our sun. It's unimaginably oh bigger. This thing is this thing And that's part of Orion's belt. <laughs> or yeah. the the shoulder of it, the whole if you were to connect the dots. The it's scale of the cosmos, yeah, you cannot it's impossible and to that is the it. that's something that's gonna blow up sometime soon. Yeah, or? supernova. Really? It could have already happened, theoretically. It could have already happened 500 and we just years ago. And we haven't seen it yet. Light right. is it's so far away that light did not reach us yet, which just blows my mind. I got a question for you guys. So, what happens when the sun disappears instantly? Why would the sun disappear instantly? Just, it runs out of fuel. Theoretical. It's going to happen. Would, Dude, it's, it's going to no, happen. Just, really? No, Are no. you saying if it just vanishes? Just, the theoretically, if it just vanishes... What happens? Oh, it turns. We would we die. Turn to ice soon. Yeah, very quick. Okay, you're thinking we turn to ice. Okay, but what about our I orbit? Wouldn't. What about our orbit? Mm. I don't know. You'd all die, and I'd We'd be disperse. Like, wouldn't mean there'd be no I'd, gravity there. Okay, how instantly? Podcast, okay, man. so right now, we you know we revolve around the sun, right? Right. If the sun disappeared, what would we revolve? around? Or if around? you're my ex-wife, we revolve around her. <laughs> <laughs> that was the dumbest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Ben has been married and divorced, and I didn't know this. Yes, it's news. It's brand <laughs> breaking news. All right. So, ba- so basically, what happens when our sun disappears? You know, we 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 revolve around the sun. What happens when that disappears instantaneously? Instantaneously, do we still revolve around? Because it takes ten minutes, eight minutes for the sun's light. Is the sun making us revolve, or are we revolving on our own? We we revolve around the sun yeah, because of the gravity. Because of gravity. So when the we're sun dead, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, you think think about this, you know, theoretically. Can't. <laughs> so, Ben, maybe you can. Just like so, books. it takes eight minutes for the sun's light to get to Earth, right? Yep, eight to ten minutes. So, if the sun disappeared, would we revolve around emptiness for eight minutes? Or would he, or would we instantaneously just shoot off in a straight line out into the Milky Way? And you guys give me shit for listening to Good Charlotte like ten years ago. Are yeah. you kidding me right now? Yes. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. What do you? What's your answer? I have. We would be think dead. about it. We would be dead. No, I think you'd carry on your trajectory, and then eventually you slingshot out instantly. Though you, so you would rotate no. You still kind of go no. until whenever the you know yeah. Whenever the gravity stopped, you're, you're continuously going around a circle, right? Well, so basically, what I'm asking you is: is does the light? So the light from the sun takes eight to ten minutes to get here. Does the gravity that's holding us in a revolution with the sun will that take eight to ten minutes to get here before we shoot off in a straight line away from 
whatever we're revolving around. Yeah, that's about You're me. You're the scientist. I have no idea. Yeah, what is, what is your that's, what's your answer? I don't know. It's a theoretical question, man. Yeah. What do you think? Because if you say that we will instantly shoot off in a straight line, then you're saying that something travels faster than the speed of light. That would be gravity. Gravity is a force. Hmm. Okay. Isn't that two different things, though? Wow, that's a loaded question. I don't know. Man. <laughs> Boring-ass question is what but it think is. Think about that. Think about that. If the sun disappeared okay, in an instant, would Earth just slingshot off in a straight line, wherever it would I think ended. everything would just unravel and things would just float away. Yeah, in a, I in think an I'd instant? go with that. In an instant? Or well, would it take eight minutes I for think, that to happen? I think it would probably take eight. Well, yeah, you're saying gravity uh, and light. I think you're comparing gravity and light and they're yeah. two separate things. I don't, I don't know I'm if not that, that has stupid. any correlation. Because light is weird because it, it, it acts as a, it acts as a, 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 a mass. Would it matter if it took eight to ten minutes to do anything? In the grand scheme of things, yes, because if it if it took less than eight minutes, then you're saying that the force of gravity travels faster than the speed of light, and nothing in the universe travels faster than the speed of light. Hmm. Well, lots love for good Charlotte travels faster than the speed of light. <laughs> there it is. Malat's face is one of amusement and pondering. <laughs> did I did I dive too deep? Did I yeah. dive too deep? That was way too deep, okay. dude. We'll I think we that. need to be doing drugs or something to think about that kind of crap. Let's do some shrooms. Let's yeah, see what for sure, dude. If you want to do some crazy drugs, Amity to Muscaria. Let's do it. <laughs> so, oh, what's that one? Uh, what's the shaman juice? In- ayahuasca? Ayahuasca. ayahuasca. Yeah, let's do some ayahuasca and think I'm about in. that. Let's go to Brazil. Oh, man. I screw that stuff. I, yeah, I don't know, man. You can throw me another beer, though. That's cool. So, Malat, you got we got about, uh, what, 20 more minutes in this podcast? Yeah. This has been a very interesting podcast. <laughs> this has been a very interesting <laughs> podcast. In a bad way or a good way? I'd say in a good, good way. way. No, would you, would you invite me back? Yeah, absolutely, no, I Beach. I don't think so. You're done. That, that's You're the banned. concept of this is because, you know, we, can, figure. we, we like to think keep, too hard. Uh, we didn't ask you in the beginning of this podcast. The first one ever, how we know each other, because you've already been here and you told us how we know each other. Yeah. So the idea is to kind of like have a continuously rotating crew. Because yeah. everyone, if, if people are listening to this podcast so far, they've probably heard your first one. Now they hear you again, get to know you a little bit more. And they realize that you're not as retarded as the first time you were on here. <laughs> the, the conversation, the dynamic changes based <laughs> on the guests, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of a cool concept. Yeah, and, and and you guys kind of touched on that when you had Travis on, and um, and I was listening to him, and and you guys you guys actually, at, well, at, Travis asked about me. He said, "Well, who's Brian?" Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say you've never met Travis. Yeah, you never met, and Tra- I've never met Travis. Really? Yeah, that's crazy. And so and so I want to ask you guys who Travis is. <laughs> like, how come? Like, you guys. I mean, we're friends. We see each other, and I you, there's these groups that I associate you guys with. Yeah. But have I, I really have never met Travis? Travis so. went to uh, high school with Brian. What high school did he go to? Hamilton. Okay. So that's how I met him. From when I worked with Brian. Yeah. Brian's my current roommate. Yep. And I just knew Travis. But all the, the parties years. that you had at your house, I've never. He's never. I, been I'm surprised you haven't met him. Yeah. He was married for a while. That maybe yep. he was kind of out of the picture, or whatever. But yeah, I think you. So. Yeah, you guys have a good time hanging out. Well, it's the same but, type of thing, like. Uh, like Brian, you got, Brian got married. How, how long have you been married? 
five years, six five years? and a half years. Almost. Five Holy years. cow, it's been that yeah. long! Yeah. Wow, it's been a little while. Congrats! I have a two-year-old man. Yeah, Miles, and right? Miles, that's a cool name, by the way. Miles Harrison. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Sounds sophisticated. He is. He's gonna rule the world someday. He, he probably will. <laughs> you man. Better watch out when I have a kid. Uh, it'll be you competition. Just better watch out. It'll be competition. I'll probably, how, how I'll is, probably have a girl though. So how was fatherhood? Uh, it's, it's great. You, it's. I mean, you can't. You can't imagine what it's going right. to be like until you have your own your own child. Yeah, I believe that too. We've had a lot of friends that have had children in the last like two year span. I've been uh, like uh, growing up. I've really been this this huge proponent for love. Like I really I really tried to understand what love was, and and I know Ben, you've been around when I've had my infatuations and uh, these ridiculous you know feelings for women that you know were i was never going to be with yeah one in particular that i'm still friends with that i don't really want to say the name right no i know what you're talking about yep so um so i've really you know i've really tried to understand what love is for a long period of time and and i and i figured it out and, and i fell in love with my wife and and it's just i give her everything that i have you know she's got all my love 100 percent of it and uh and then you know we we started talking about having kids and, and i was like i you know i would love to have kids i'm all for it but i don't know what else i have to give like i feel like i'm giving you 100% of my love so where is where is my att- love and attention going to go like i don't want to split it like i'm in love with you i want to give you 100% of all everything that i have now i'm going to have to split it like i don't want like that and then we had a kid, and I learned that you don't split it. You just there's just a lot more that you have that you just you give out. It's just crazy. It's it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. You know what I mean? I mean, well, he contains fifty percent of your DNA. I know. Which is it's amazing. Mind blowing <laughs> information there. He's, you know, he's a funny kid, man. He he really does have fifty percent of my DNA. <laughs> yeah. That kid is insane. Is he looking through a telescope already? <laughs> <laughs> I do want to get him a telescope for his birthday. Got him one of the little science yeah. kits. Oh, he's got uh, chemistry set. I'm, I'm teaching him metamorphic rocks. Can you say oh, wait, metamorphic? He's, he's only two. <laughs> I keep forgetting that. You have only one kid, right? Yeah, just one kid. So I always mess with my nieces and nephews when they were younger. Like, say uh, Gigantopithecus. <laughs> Giant Picatus. <laughs> say totalitarianism. Totalitarianism. <laughs> So yeah, it's, it's it's funny. I mean, it's great. I love it. I love having a kid. It's amazing. You just you find more of it. It's just it's out of nowhere. So how do you change once you had a kid? Um, you find uh, yourself being more safe, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I I really think about what I'm doing a lot more, and um, your priorities change, and you want to spend a lot more time uh, at home with your family. Right. And. Uh, you, Does that mean I playing video with, games or something like that? No, no, I struggle with that. Okay. I and I think I still struggle with that, and I think my wife would agree with that. Is that I I tend to uh, sh- she would say that I tend to uh, go do what, whatever I want to do real quickly. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like to think about. Well, yeah, actually, I won't be able to see you guys tonight, or you know. Are you feeling guilty ahead. about being here? No, no, no. And, and <laughs> the reason why I don't feel guilty about being here is because I knew I was going to be here all week. Mm-hmm. And so I spent, you know, all week at home. And your wife did. She and knew yeah, you were going to be here know, we tonight. Spent, we spent all this, yeah. She, and, and we spent all this time together and we did everything together. And then, um, 
you know, we, we're kind of really busy right now. So Monday nights I'm at class, and then Wednesday nights she's doing she's teaching um, Sunday school. Okay. And so, wait, Monday you're going to school still or? Yeah, I'm getting my master's right now. Oh no, I didn't know that. You didn't know this? No. Yeah, I'm getting my master's right now. In geology? In geology, yep. Oh, congrats, man. <laughs> congrats. How, how much lo- well, longer do you got? Boring. Uh, about four years. <laughs> oh, really? So you're just doing it nice and slow. Yeah, slow it's, and it's part-time. It's one, one class per semester. So but um, so so I've got Monday nights, I'm away, and then Wednesday nights, she's away. So we've got Tuesday nights, and then you know Thursday night, I, was, I told her, well, I want to do this podcast. And so she's like, well, you're going to be away Thursday night, and then, and then Kyle's coming into town this weekend, so I'm most likely going to be doing whatever he wants to do. Oh, real quick. I guess this is, we can, we can yeah. wrap it up with, with this convo. Yeah. Um, last time we talked, we had a debate over gun control and everything. And since that podcast oh, yeah. that we did, we got a lot you, of heat, son. You came you to got a lot of heat. We, no, we just got a lot of feedback, I guess what you'd say about so, the, the whole gun control thing. Oh yeah. From who? Ever like, Jimmy Mark. Mar- oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of our friends, you know, have either yep. the CCW or yeah, whatever. But since you you since then you you've came to my house and we've shot some guns. Yep, I shot a couple pistols. A uh, good friend of mine, Brett Joles. Yeah, who would love to be on here. I would love. We would love yes, to have that's Brett. A, we'll get him we on here. Got to get that list going for the. Yep. Yeah. Um, and and I say his name because I don't think that he would mind if he was mm-hmm. on here. His job does not warrant that we don't. Have he his would name be on a here. great yeah. guest. He'd be great we guess. definitely got to get him. Maybe. So uh, we'll and I, he let me shoot his gun. He's got. He had a CCW. He let it expire mm-hmm. um, as of recently, I think. And I got to shoot Dime's gun. You shot a shotgun too. Yeah, I shot Brian's. I brought. I shot Brian's. Uh, Bretta was a forty cal. I think so. no. He had a Glock forty. Glock. Glock forty. Okay. Yeah, and, it, and, and then the shotgun. his shotgun, which <laughs> but was did, insane. <laughs> did you shoot a forty-four Magnum though? No, <laughs> because that's what I—the only gun I've ever shot. That's what I shot my first time. <laughs> was that Jake's or what? It's crazy, man. The bit, huge forty-four Magnum, dirty, dirty hairy <laughs> revolver. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, that's what I Thrown shot out. my first time, and I almost fell on my butt. I didn't. I held. I was doing pretty good. Nice, dude. That was crazy. Yeah, that. I guess one I would be insane. one point that I wanted to make um, versus concealed, and I know you're a proponent of having an outside of your hip or whatever, and you're saying no will mess with you if you have that and everything. Um, one of the downsides of that theory is if you are at the mall, theoretically you can carry it and you're not going to get jumped or you know cops call on you. You can walk around the mall and say someone does, a criminal does come in there, you're going to be the first target because he's going to see you with the gun on your hip. So he's going to kill you first because you're the guy with the weapon. Whereas he's the one that's concealing it. You're, you're the easy target. You're the first one to be shot because you're the only threat. You're the biggest, yeah, you're the the biggest visible threat. threat. Yeah. yeah. So, so that, that's something that you have to take into consideration as well. Yep. Because the criminal that's going to go shoot up the place, he's not going to walk out there you know, with it yeah, on his not, hand. Yeah, you he's know? not going to. So if it. you brandish, is that what you call it, brandishing? Yeah, that's when it's showing. You wear a bulletproof vest if you're going to do that. <laughs> and then they just aim for your head. Yeah. <laughs> True. Or legs. But, COD style. But then, again, but then again, you know, you get into the whole, if you're really going to go into that, you know, how confident are you with a pistol? And mm-hmm. and, and what, ben, what Ben was talking about, you know, we did go shooting recently, and it was, you know, I, I have shot pistols, pistols before, but... Uh, most recently it was there was such a long time in between that 
being with a pistol, I was so uncomfortable with it. And it was so, you know, uh, foreign to me that, um, you know, I couldn't trust myself within less than five yards, you know, 15 feet. I couldn't hit anything. Well, they say most, most of the time you're going to shoot is less than 10 feet. Less than 10 feet? Yeah. Yeah, is when you should shoot. But yeah. when, and, when yeah, there's I mean, an, a shooter in a mall, most most likely he's going to probably open up fire and he's going to get, you know, the first couple people that are within that less than 10 feet or 15 foot range, but then everybody's going to scatter and then he's gonna, just going to be firing at everything. And then if and again, I if I, shouldn't be the hero. You yeah, know? if I am that guy that has my gun strapped to my hip and this guy opens up fire and I'm within his 10-foot range, then shit, I, I'm dead. I well, I had nothing to do. I couldn't do anything with it. Sorry. If you had a gun on you, you were saying, or if you didn't have a gun Yeah, on if you? I had a gun strapped to my hip and he decided to open up and start killing everybody and I was that first guy that he shot, then that's life, man. Yeah, but what if you're like the third guy he shot? If After I was the, the third guy, bullet, then I would, I would know what to do. And you say, you know, you're not comfortable with a gun... If you owned a gun, then you'd probably be using it. You know, you'd, you'd use be, it more. You practice yeah, with it. Yeah, and get more, you'd comfortable be more comfortable with it. Yeah. So, but then we we you know we talked about that whole obligation. Like, are you obligated now to intervene because you have a concealed weapon? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I think if it you're if you're close be an enough, no, it should never be an obligation. Of course not. You're not obligated to do anything. You're not a hero. Your but first obligation is to protect yourself and your exactly, family. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not saying you have to go halfway across the mall to uh, take care of a situation, but at the same time, if it's right, if a threat is in front of you, you can eliminate the threat. Yeah. Especially if you have a CCW, you're going to be trained a little bit. You know, you're going to. Yep. If you own a gun, you're going to be know how to use it. That's a rare case. Yeah, I mean, all, well, of course, all these things are rare cases. You, it's rare if yeah. I've never seen a gunman open and, on and, a mall. Yeah, and, and so I guess I guess my view is. Um, for me personally, I don't think that I need a CCW. Yeah, I think that if I ever owned a gun and wanted to carry it, I would just carry it on my belt. Yeah. You can do that in Michigan. But I do not have a problem. I don't have a problem with people who want to get their CCW. Yeah, you you can get yours, and I and I trust you, Ben. I talked. I told you this before. Ryan, if you wanted to get your CCW, nah, I would not. Don't trust really him. trust you. Too lazy. Yeah. <laughs> No, anyway. I'm not a big seller on CCW. But if you think, you know? if you feel like you need it, like I know um, one of our good friends' dads, he's a big proponent of. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Of, I know what you're talking about arming now. yourself, and the, and the world's going to end, and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> go for it. You know, do it. You you have your right. I have no problem with that. But um, if you want to get your CCW. You know, you have to. You, there is a process that you have to go through, and you're going to be educated when you go through it. So I have no problem with that. But I don't think, for me personally, it's. I'm not going to need it. I'm not going to need it. If I'm if I if I own a gun, I, I'm most likely going to buy a gun, and and I'll probably have it in my house. And if I wanted to carry it with me, I will carry it with me, and it will be right on my hip. If I feel like I need to carry it on my hip, but I won't. I don't feel like I have a need to to conceal it is there ever going to be a time where you're going to feel like you need to carry it on your hip no <laughs> exactly yeah that I, i'm basically if i was the, going to new the, york or chicago which probably i don't even know if they even allow that but yeah if i was going to an area that i didn't trust like south bend indiana or something like that what's wrong with south bend indiana it's a pretty safe me? town isn't it i'm thinking of gary 
the Indiana. Uh, oh yeah, I was thinking of Gary actually. Yeah, sorry. okay, then I agree. The the, the, the on the way workers. to Chicago. Yeah, yeah that's on the way to Chicago. Gary just Gary offended Indiana. every steel worker in America. By the way, <laughs> they are the heart and 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 backbone. Because <laughs> a lot America. of them are going to listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. steel workers. <laughs> email me. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to our fans in Zimbabwe. By the way, <laughs> thank you for the emails. That was awesome. Did we get emails from? Zimbabwe? No, <laughs> I totally made that up. <laughs> oh, on <man>. that note <laughs> yeah should we wrap this up this has been a very interesting podcast I think it's about time uh, I guess uh, we'll quick give a shout out to again um, if anyone is in the West Michigan area and you're seeking legal advice or know of anyone that's seeking legal advice go ahead and go to brigmanlaw.com or email my good friend Chris at chris at brigmanlaw.com. Wait, 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 wait. You say chris at chris at brigmanlaw.com. Yeah, chris at brigmanlaw.com. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There we go. And uh, he will take care of all your legal needs. Beach, do you know anyone that you can promote or any interest of you that you want to draw awareness to or anything at all? <coughs> you want to give your email address out? Anything? Um, if you guys are looking for... Um, Website development, uh, you can go to uh, codegreen.com. My brother owns that company. Oh, no way. I didn't yeah. know that. I've got a business card here for, I think it's codegreen.com. I could be <laughs> misspeaking that. But um, all for all of you in the, in the uh, web development world, codegreen.com. It'll take care <laughs> of your needs. Yeah. I know his brother is a good man, and, uh, yeah, he'll take care of you. Yeah. Is your brother married? Nope. No girlfriend. He's got to get on that. He is a bachelor. For all you single ladies out there looking for a stud like me, because he looks like me. He does. But he's taller. (laughs) A little taller. A little more handsome. (laughs) Beach, you're a very handsome man. I wouldn't go that far. I would not go that far. But no, you guys do look very similar. You guys are both solid dudes. If you want to be a part of the beach jeans. You can you can uh, if you want to have the the most sweet last name of <laughs> that is a cool last name B E A C H if you want to have the B-E-A-C-H. beach last name yeah that's a crazy ass awesome last name what that's do you want to do though. when you when you have fun you go to the beach mm-hmm. that's right our houses always happen <laughs> um, other than that uh, uh, please tell us what you think about this podcast because we get next to zero feedback. <laughs> Uh, VerbalTrainWreck at gmail.com at VTrainWreck for Twitter. Oh, yeah. I could. I guess I could press play on this little thing, eh? So, uh, for Twitter, VTrainWreck. Uh, email, email us. Please email us, good, good or bad, as always. The best thing you can do is just go to our Facebook page and like us, please. We need some likes. And how can you get there? Uh, just go on Facebook, search. You can just search Verbal Train Wreck. It'll, it's the first thing that pops up. Uh, email us, verbaltrainwreck at gmail.com. Yep. And we actually just got on Stitcher. For all you that do not use uh, iTunes or iPhones or anything like that, if you're on an Android device, uh, just look us up on, on Stitcher. We're there. Look up Verbal Train Wreck. And you can stream us live, or not live, but you can stream our podcast there. For all you Android users out there. Yeah, for sure. Beach, glad you come out. 
Thank you very much, Beach. It's been a pleasure as always. I hope you win the Mega Millions so you give us a couple million dollars You'll to make this podcast on, be awesome. to the next level. I'm going to hit that up on the way home, man. I'm going to buy a couple tickets myself. Might as well. I mean, you can't yeah. win if you don't play, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, other than that, I think, I think this wraps it up. We got Kyle Smulligan, March 31, and uh, I think next week we're going to have Mark Boovey early next week. So I think that's good. Yep. We'll keep you in touch, and uh, thanks again for tuning in. Peace, bitches.